It's Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves here. Our toll-free number is 855-450-FREE. Like Freedom, that's 855-450-3733. We also have the Discord call-in-line rooms over at discord.lrn.fm. Apparently, there's millions of people uh, in India now. And, Rich, you've, uh, Richie, you've got the story about this. We're going to get into it in a little bit. Who are stateless. Wow. And uh, I don't know, lucky guys? We will talk about what that means on the way here. It is, by the way, Ian. Richie Rich. And Adam. Adam Kokesh back with us for uh, for a bonus night. <laughs> night number <laughs> I can't two. can't get away. Mark if said, I come all the way up here to Keene, I, I can't tear myself away that easily with an, another opportunity to hang out with you guys. Appreciate it, man. Mark's, uh, Mark stepped away for the evening, but he's actually in the studio. He's going to be like tweeting and you know, uh, social media thing. The toll-free number here again, 855. Manning the Discord chat, maybe. 450 free. But, you know, let's talk about something that a lot of Americans and a lot of people in the world have in common, and that is they own smartphones. There's a lot of people. who I believe last time I looked, it was like getting up towards 70%, and that was probably a couple of years ago. It was 60%, 70%, uh, tremendous. Should I get out my smartphone? Yeah. And, and we know they're this listening, up to right? get the exact number. I mean, have you had I'm, the experience where you will be talking about something with a friend and then you get on your phone and there's advertising oh, about yeah. that thing? Oh, yeah. That absolutely. you were talking about. Not even not even just talking about it. I've thought it and have it popped up on my Facebook page. <laughs> Whoa, that's pretty creepy. <laughs> yep. I don't know what that means. I don't know. That's kind of scary. Well, maybe it's like I use I use swipe. And, and Google, I love it. By the oh, way, yeah, because they track that. Communicate fast. Yeah. Maybe they're like reading your brain subliminally from how you actually swipe and go. No, oh, they, the you... swipey data goes back to the server. <laughs> sure. Oh, they, no. they know what of you're course, touching. Yeah. Of course. But so, even, I'm thinking like even at a deeper level, they're like, well, he swerved sw- slightly closer to this letter. So maybe he was, he thinking, was thinking about thinking. this. Or he was it's like a Ouija board. going to be thinking about this 10 minutes from now when we show him the ad. Who knows where this is all going? But one thing's for sure now, according to the New York Post, Apple admits they let their contractors eavesdrop on series sex recordings. Yeah, you heard about this? Fun story. So here's here's the numbers according to Google. When you Google how many so Americans own a smartphone, the vast majority of Americans, ninety six percent, now own a cell phone of some kind. The share of Americans that own smartphones is now eighty one percent, up from just. 35% in Pew Research Center's first survey of smartphone ownership conducted in 2011. This is June 2019. Okay, so hold up. It was wow. 90% or 81%? I it's just... 81% smartphones, 96% some cell kind of cell phone. Oh, okay, so dumb phones included the, in, yeah. in that. Feature wow. phones. Wow, that's incredible. <laughs> Featureless phones. And by the way, you can still use uh, cryptocurrency with a dumb phone thanks to Cointext.io. They do some, some good work over there. Uh, but you know the the whole Google Home, uh, the Amazon Alexa, the Siri, these yeah. assistants that uh, that are listening constantly. According to Nicholas Vega at the New York Post. Sorry, we've been eavesdropping on your sex life. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. <clears throat> Apple on Wednesday apologized to its users for employing third-party contractors to listen to audio recordings picked up by its Siri voice assistant, including when the voice assistant program was accidentally triggered by muffled background noise. <laughs> so I don't know how that works exactly, but I know that sometimes we'll just be in the studio talking about something that has nothing to do with Google, and the my phone will light up. And yep. 
the assistant will pop up. We weren't talking about Google, so like I don't know what triggers these things. Are you ever not uh, talking but... about Google? <laughs> See, and my, <laughs> my phone is so right old. Now. It's true. My phone Google, is so Google, old Google, that Google. I don't even have the assistant on there. It's so what? My phone, old? my oldest, my my smartphone is so old that I don't even have the Google assistant on. Well, that. I mean, you can shut it down. I think there are ways to shut it down, but that's just showing you that it's shutting down. It <laughs> sure. may not actually be shutting down. Not. It's probably running constantly. And so, according to the story, the practice in which Apple had contractors listened to uh, listening to recordings to grade series performance made waves after a whistleblower said the voice assistant routinely recorded people having sex, as well as doing drug deals and <laughs> discussing confidential medical information. Oh, that's dangerous. That's got to be like a HIPAA violation in some level. Probably. Oh, yeah. Uh, Apple said, quote, we realize we haven't been fully living up to our high ideals, and for that, we apologize. <laughs> well, okay, so one- it could happen again. Yeah, but we're sorry for this time. One of the problems with Siri from a technical standpoint is that it didn't really collect the data for any long period of time, which is why Siri's one of the lesser used uh, uh, voice assistants. Wait, it, it doesn't collect data. It for does. A long period it of co- time? Well, it collects it, but they get, uh, but Apple supposedly got rid of it. So Google well, apparently le- they were give, getting rid of it by giving it to contractors <laughs> right. so they could listen to it. Right, but but uh, Google Assistant, Amazon's Assistant, they all like collect the data and use that to improve the service. Whereas they Siri. Should. Where yeah. Siri has fallen behind technologically oh, because they okay. didn't have this mass of data to to huh. uh, improve their service. So this might have been their they're trying they're to trying catch up. to catch up because Siri has fallen so far behind wow. because Siri doesn't learn because it doesn't they they never hang on to the data long enough for it to actually improve the service. Well, hold on, we're talking about this as if these companies have absolute individualist kind of autonomy and i don't think that's fair to them in a sense or represents a fair understanding because they're so powerful now all the tech giants that they've in a sense in, in a lot of ways become extensions of government i mean when they say we sorry we didn't live up to our high ideals you go that, that sounds like a police department press release right there like mm. and when you have that kind of power we've seen google and the people behind google pulling for clinton in 2016 mm-hmm. that i i think it i think they're under duress the I think there's government? so much there's so much duress involved here or potentially that the decisions made by these companies supposedly are really being made by the existing power players if, if you're if you're the clinton's and you're really behind that body count. I don't mean to get conspiratorial here. Just looking at the actual power dynamics. Oh, if you want to stay in business, yeah. if you want to be the owners of Google, you're going to have to play ball a certain amount with government. Well, there's and no doubt they're, they're going to do what they're that told. Up and up and up and up. Yeah, in as many cases as told. possible, they'll do what they're told. But they have pushed back, like in the area of encryption, right? Like where the police want them to put a back door into their encryption, and they you at least claim publicly. Yeah, I mean, they're claiming publicly they they won't do it. You're still you're still believing what you read in the mainstream media. <laughs> well, no, I wouldn't store on, anything important yeah, right. on a cell phone. <laughs> well, even the big Apple encryption one was no, no. It was it wasn't even that they're pushing back against the police. They said. You guys tried too much first and like destroyed the encryption, right? Like you destroyed the data before we could have gotten it off the cloud for you if you would have come to us first and asked us for that data. Really? Yeah, that's that was that was Apple's position in. I don't remember the the actual uh, like the the victim involved there, but they said no. We we could have provided you the data because it's stored on the cloud, but you guys you know tried to break into the phone so much. That it you know it, it auto deletes it, it, it. Yeah. so we if don't we don't even failures. have it anymore. Wasn't that the 
the the Muslim shooting in Southern California yeah. where they they first became San Bernardino, issue. yeah, San Bernardino mm-hmm. shooting at the government offices. So with, with all the surveillance stuff, do you really think it's these companies determining the policy or the data collectors at the NSA? And really, that's the that's the ultimate people who are pulling the strings in in this arena, right? Yeah, it's hard to say. I mean, certainly based on the uh, Snowden releases, you you should believe that your cell phone is completely con- compromised. I mean, we've got oh, yeah. a, a guy who hosts with us on Friday night, uh, Chris Wade from ThinkPenguin.com and Freedom Decrypted. Uh, he's like a total Linux privacy geek, like to the max. Like he won't run a program on his phone unless you know you can actually read the code <laughs> and he's actually read the code. Like he's to it's not the worth max. the effort. It's not yeah. like for I, most people. Yeah. For well, for me, yeah. But even I don't then, wanna, yeah, I don't want to judge for him. But like, wow, yeah. that it take that's he's what it intense. takes. Yeah. But like, yeah. thank goodness people like that exist because they know what the best software is for for privacy and that sort of thing. And and the fact is, he'll tell you, you just can't have privacy yeah, on a cell phone. Yeah, the, period. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the yeah. Give up. Like that's the yeah. the, the answer is. The only privacy you have with the cell phone is when it's not in range of hearing of a, you. Of a tower, That's but even, it. But it, right, in range like, of hearing you, right. There's there's nothing, the, the, the only encryption on in the world today that you as a common consumer can have faith in has to be end-to-end offline, as in there's an air gap on either side. You encrypt with a device that's not connected to the internet. You thumb drive it to a device that is. You send it over the internet to one that is. And then it's thumb drive through an air gap to de- be decrypted. Other than that, you can never be certain because no device connected to the internet as we have it today can, you can say is 100% secure. The toll-free number if you want to join us, 855-450-FREE. It's the live Sunday edition here of Free Talk Live, 855-450-3733. You can take control of the airwaves. This is Free Talk Live. We're coming up. It's Free Talk Live. You bring up what you want. Take control of the airwaves here. The toll-free number is 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. We're talking some cell phone-related news. Uh, Siri, which is Apple's assistant on uh, their devices, apparently has been recording uh, people having sex. Now, that's probably true also of the Alexa and all mm-hmm. the other all the other mm-hmm. ones. Um, and so, but Apple's now saying they're sorry because they let a contractor listen to the recordings. Mm-hmm. So they're not saying that the recordings aren't going to be made. They're not saying, <laughs> you know, they're going to stop this policy. What they're going to stop doing is letting contractors listen to the recording. So according to the New York Post, Apple said they will only allow its own employees to review the audio recording. So, <laughs> so now you can rest easy. So they hire the contractors, make employee status, and just let them continue doing what <laughs> right. they're doing. Yeah, they could totally do that. Yeah. So, um, since we're talking about uh, cell phones, I want to tell you about GoDarkBags.com. There's only one way to get your phone off of the radar besides disconnecting the battery, and a lot of them you can't anymore. They're mm-hmm. sealed in the phone, mm-hmm. um, is to put it into a Faraday cage, and that's what they offer over at GoDarkBags.com slash FTL. Even if you put the phone in airplane mode, it still yep. continues to track your location via GPS and can then report that back as soon as you go out of airplane mode mm-hmm. into wherever other you know signal that you're getting into. So if you want to prevent signals from reaching your phone and leaving your phone, just go to godarkbags.com slash FTL. That's godarkbags.com slash FTL. Let's go to Sam I am. He's on our Discord server uh, calling us from Texas. Hello, Sam. Hey, good evening, gentlemen. Hey. So 
I, I watched the uh, post that you did, Ian, uh, on Freekeen that had Mark and Roger Ver talking about the early days of Bitcoin and Free Talk Live's involvement and how early you guys found out about it. Yeah, it was one of our listeners. I think it was an amplifier who called in to tell us about this, you know, cool mm-hmm. yeah. computer mm-hmm. thing. <laughs> and that got me uh, talking with Mark a little bit on Twitter. And when I look at Bitcoin, I really see it as uh, a dead end street. Uh, I think Bitcoin is running on the fumes of being of having the first mover advantage hmm. and for sure name, name brand recognition. That'll get you point. a long way, though. And it has. It will. Yeah. I, you Got know, them like a decade. I, I, People still take and aspirin. I, I, could, I could see Bitcoin hitting $100,000 in the next few years, no doubt. But I think there's a far um, better opportunity that exists out there. And to a larger extent, uh, what I want to kind of discuss is the difference between the proof of work algorithm that Bitcoin runs on and the flaws and limitations with that and the paradigm shift that uh, consensus algorithm that's used by Ripple and XRP. Now, I know uh, uh, Sam is a former host. Uh, for those who don't recognize, this is Sam Dodson uh, ah. from, what, like a decade ago, basically, on Free Talk Live. You ah, certainly know you're talking to a, a, general, a general radio audience. So proof of work, all these things, <laughs> you're going to have to define it and make it clear uh, for people who've never even heard about Bitcoin before. Sure thing. Yeah. So uh, the way Bitcoin works is it's based on this, what's called proof of work algorithm and you you buy these boxes that are specifically made to uh, run this computer code uh, that essentially maxes out the CPU or the processing capacity of these little boxes. Now these boxes cost $2,000. They're special hardware that's just for mining Bitcoin, uh, which does two things. Uh, One, it's processing transactions uh, so when you're sending and receiving Bitcoin, it's the miners who are actually uh, doing two things. They're ordering the transactions, putting them in time order, and they're ensuring that you don't have a double spend. This goes back to something called the Byzantine general problem. And they get a hefty um, fee for that work. They do. So they, th- that's the one of the other problems, I think, with proof of work is they're charging a fee on a per transaction basis and the miners are keeping that fee. And then uh, there are also what are called block rewards in every block that comes out. Uh, what is it for Bitcoin? Every 12.5 uh, Bitcoin is rewarded every roughly every 10 minutes. So every block that is mined by the miners, uh, whoever finds the block or solves the problem that you know does the block and applies it to the blockchain uh, they're rewarded for quite a bit of money's worth of uh, dollars worth of Bitcoin, 12.5. And that reward uh, creates an incentive that has centralized Bitcoin, in my opinion. And the reason is, uh, is because those miners use a lot of electricity. So it has centralized mining into places with cheap electricity. And that's China right now. You, okay. I saw an article recently that said 70% of the mining pools, which is another thing, you know, you can't plug in just one or two or 10 of these boxes and expect to uncover your own block and reap the benefit. Yeah, you have you to have join to, a pool in order to have a chance at finding a block, right? At this point. Exactly. And so what, what you have or what we have today is, in my view, a total failure of decentralization as Satoshi probably, you know, would have pictured mm. it. Because you have three to four companies in China that uh, control more than 51% of the mining. And that's a problem because 
if you have control over that amount of the what's called the hash power or of uh, the calculations, I guess, that are securing the network, then you can go back and rewrite history. Can can we at uh, this point with you call it a total failure? Can we just say that the market has spoken, considering the environment that Bitcoin exists in? Like it's about as free market a currency as you can get right now. And if that has led to centralization, isn't that just a market phenomenon? I don't think so. I, I think they are it's an architecture failure. Well, hold on, you can't say it is with the electricity distribution being a product of government intervention. That's what you're saying because no, of you couldn't you couldn't say it's a pure product of the market regardless because the biggest factor in concentrating hash power is where is electricity freely available. Some governments actually subsidize tense. it. Right, so exactly. in Venezuela, for instance, yeah. and I bet China's one of them too. We're not saying it's Asia because they have better solar or whatever. No, it's because the government of China has made electricity cheap there. Okay. Well, and, and part of that centralization, uh, another problem with proof of work is uh, because those those uh, mining that mining hardware costs two grand a piece and it's valid for a couple years, and they're consuming the Bitcoin network is consuming the electricity of a small country. Um, every day, you've got literally hundreds of thousands of dollars of money leaving the network to pay the the hardware manufacturers, to pay the electric companies, and to pay the bandwidth providers. Uh, you know, along with rent and everything else. Mm-hmm. So what that means is uh, you have to have new money from new investors coming into Bitcoin to the tune of hundreds of thousands of dollars every day just to hmm. tread water. Just to pay the power bill. You're and saying. so you're saying that's yes. what gives it its competitive disadvantage that means it's interesting. inevitably something is, is ripe for a, a flippening? Well, I mean, that's, that's one problem, I think, that just all proof-of-work coins suffer from. Right. And with uh, Ripple, with XRP, with the XRPL and the consensus algorithm that it runs on, you don't have any of that. Uh, the fees actually get burned so that uh, the value, instead of exiting the network, is being returned to the existing holders. It's kind of like with fiat, when they inflate, they steal the value from all the existing dollar holders. Well, if they were to burn dollars that value would return to the dollar holders now isn't one of the strong i know i presume you've got a little more time to talk about this because uh, so stand by if you would sam is uh, with us here from texas talking about how he believes bitcoin's got some serious problems and he's a ripple fan which is Mm -hmm. isn't that also centralized at least that's what i've heard i'm sure sam's gonna have an answer square that that one uh so we'll find out 855 450 free and that's 855-450-3733 Free Talk Live. Bitcoin.com has launched a trading platform at local.bitcoin.com, allowing you to buy or sell Bitcoin cash via dozens of payment methods like PayPal, Venmo, bank deposit, remittances, or meeting in person with cash. There are no ID requirements to sign up for and use the site, and all communications between buyers and sellers are encrypted. Finally, a global trading platform that respects your privacy. Visit local.bitcoin.com to get started trading Bitcoin cash local.bitcoin.com Yep, it's Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. The live Sunday edition of the program here. Our toll-free number is 855-450-FREE, like freedom. It's 855-450-3733. we started out talking about Siri and sex recordings. If we get the chance, we can continue that. There's more uh, about India and people becoming stateless there. We'll get into that, too. Uh, but we've got Sam I am on the line from Texas. He is a critic 
of the original Bitcoin, BTC, that started everything back in 2009. That was created by Satoshi Nakamoto. Still, no one knows to this day who that actually is. There are a few different claimants. There's also that uh, Pakistani guy who... Uh, believes in numerology. Did you hear about this I, one? I've not seen that one recently. Yeah, he's the yeah. latest guy that came out and like that he, was a pretty quick pass, though, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, Craig Wright's way better at milking this stuff. He is. Yeah, he is. So, uh, local.bitcoin.com, one of the sponsors here, wants you to check out Bitcoin Cash and buy and sell it. As a matter of fact, you can do that with dozens of payment methods over at local.bitcoin.com. They just launched this site back in June, so it's pretty much still brand new. And uh, you ought to check it out, local.bitcoin.com. The nice thing about this platform is there's no ID requirement to get on the site and create an account. And that's because the site itself never actually holds the Bitcoin cash. You keep that in your wallet, and then they use smart contracts to actually conduct the sale. So the site itself doesn't touch uh, the funds. And that means they don't have to ask for your ID, which is pretty cool. And that also means they're encrypting communications between buyers and sellers. So if you're looking for an actual global platform that respects your privacy, look no further than local.bitcoin.com. We go back to Sam I am from Texas. Uh, Sam, you were just, you know, you, you'd criticize the proof of work that uh, secures the Bitcoin network as too costly, basically. It's just an overhead that's unnecessary. Uh, it's more centralized. And you then just, just at the end of the last segment, kind of brought up Ripple. Um, I happen to know from, you know, following you online in the last few years that you've become quite a fan uh, of Ripple. Now, as I understand Ripple, and I probably don't understand it well, I'll admit that, um, it was created by a corporation, and I believe, didn't they create it before Bitcoin? Yeah, so it goes back to a guy named Ryan Fugger, who had the idea of... um, basically being able to issue an asset digitally and allow your friends to create trust lines. And then, you know, you create this kind of sharing network uh, based on how much you want to trust other people. Um, And that was, yeah, before Bitcoin uh, ripple or it was open labs at the time took that concept, turned it into uh, ripple, then became ripple labs and then shortened their name to just ripple. Uh, originally everything was called ripple but it was too much being called the same name kind of like the bitcoin network and the the actual token are both Mm -hmm. called bitcoin bitcoin right so they uh changed it to uh, over a year ago changed it to xrp and the network that uh xrp runs on is the xrpl or the xrp ledger which is also a decentralized exchange so you know for instance if you wanted to open the bank of ian and issue uh, grams of gold or silver uh, digitally, you could do that. I could create a trust line to you, and then you could send me these uh, digital grams of gold, mm-hmm. and you know we can trade and so forth from there. So it really, um, you know, when I look at Bitcoin, I think of uh, Napster. You know, it brought about a revolution. It's it was the start of uh, peer-to-peer networks. But it had all these shortcomings. Sure. And, you know, there were lots of clones, Kazaa and LimeWire and Emule and eDonkey that came after it. But it wasn't, all of until, yep. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't until BitTorrent came along uh, because it represented a paradigm shift. You know, you had the swarm, the way it handled a swarm when new content comes onto the network. 
and it really just did things far, far better. And I think that's what the XRPL really represents. Okay, but um, isn't Ripple controlled by a corporation at the end of the day? Well, so they are a corporation, mm-hmm. uh, and they make software that they sell to banks. So they have revenue coming in the door. Uh, the XRPL, though, is uh, open source, decentralized. Any, uh, It's a project that anybody can contribute code to. Now, kind of like the Bitcoin Foundation, uh, Ripple maintains developers that maintain the xrpl ledger mm-hmm. and the code base could, could so they forth. kill it if they wanted to could they pervert it if they wanted to no, that's, that's so the if, ultimate if question went right? out of business of central control if, if ripple went out of business tomorrow the xrpl would continue on and you could still trade ripple so could it be is, upgraded could uh, the software continue to be developed if they went out of business it's all open source, so it's anybody okay. that wanted to... The same way by consensus by servers on the blockchain, right? Mm-hmm. So anybody can run with Ripple. You're saying there's a full node program, and anybody who wants to with a computer can can jump into that? So uh, Ripple doesn't use miners. It mm-hmm. uses um, what are called validators, and it's just a far cheaper way to do the same thing that Bitcoin tries to do with mining, which is order transactions and prevent double spend. But it does it with, you know, a little 2U rack mount server that is about equivalent to like a mid-sized email server. I see. Um, and right now there's about 200 total validators, but only 32 of them are what's called are in what's called the UNL or the universal node list. So now hold on. With- are these validators getting paid for the work that they're doing? Because like when, with Bitcoin mining... The miners, when they do find a block, will get, you know, a reward. So is are these validators, these 200 getting paid, or are these like volunteers? They're not. Uh, the reason that people, uh, that companies and individuals want to run a validator is because they get utility from actually using XRP. So Me- they're, they're coming out of pocket, you know, two to five grand typically mm-hmm. for one of these servers. You can spend more if you want SSD drives and a full node history. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, they're, they're running it at their own expense. There's exchanges that are running, uh, validators. There so are these mostly are, companies that are, you know, that are running these because 200 it, isn't a lot, right? Like Bitcoin has, I think 10,000 full nodes. The last time I looked within the last couple of years. So you're not talking about a very large, uh, network there. You're not, but that's the, that's one of the other paradigm shifts. The reason Bitcoin is so big is because there's that financial incentive and because but not just, to run a full node, those don't pay anything. If you're just running a full node, you're... That seems you know, to be a hobbyist thing. Yeah, I mean, there's 10,000 people oh, oh, doing okay. that. I don't know how many people are mining uh, Bitcoin. That's, that's a good question. That I don't, I don't know. So the, one of the differences is with um, consensus is anybody can set up a validator and run it. Mm-hmm. But in order to actually be part of the core network that's processing the transactions and, and so forth, you have to gain the trust of the other validators and have them include you on their uh, list of nodes that they cooperate with. And how so do you do that? Pr- do you like go to a Ripple convention and you know, have drinks with them? <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, so you identify yourself, you, you know, make it be known, I'm so-and-so and I'm running this validator. Mm-hmm. And then they look for... Um, you know, your uptime, your basically your metrics. They want to know that you're running a valid node, that you don't have nefarious intentions, um, and that you're you're going to be able to keep up and process transactions uh, as needed. 
With it being and that simple, what do you think the the stumbling block is to get more buy-in to the Ripple network? Like, what's uh, the holdup? Well, you I mean, have to volunteer to do it, and there's thousands of dollars you'd have to spend to run a validator. That's one holdup. Okay. So right. it sounds like there's a competitive really disadvantage here, Sam. That uh, uh, and I, I like your perspective that on Bitcoin being the first to market only and subject to competition, because you point out its competitive disadvantage. But it seems like with Ripple not having that incentive built in, that another the, the next version that comes along might beat it out based on that by having the incentive to entry to, to host the network. Well, uh, there's already uh, stellar lumens, right? That uh, sort of spawned from Ripple, if I recall correctly. Like somebody who worked at Ripple went over and created the Stellar Lumens, and that's supposed to be even more open source, as I understand it. But uh, I don't know. If, if you have any comments on that, Sam, did you want to stick with us for a little bit more? Who is uh, Craig Wright? Sure. All right, stand by. Who is Satoshi? The toll-free number. Maybe it's Sam. I don't know. 855 <laughs> That's 855-450-3733. You can join us here, the, uh, the toll-free number, or on our Discord server at discord.lrn.fm. That's where Sam is, and he sounds almost like he's sitting here. Uh, with us, that's discord.lrn.fm. More coming. It's free talk live. You're invited to join us here. The toll free number for you: eight fifty five four fifty free. It's the live Sunday edition of the program. In the studio with you tonight, you've got Ian, Richard, Rich, and Adam, and uh, you can also call in on our Discord call in lines at Discord. .lrn.fm, and that's where you will sound almost like you're sitting here with us. That's how Sam sounds, almost like you're sitting here in our Keene, New Hampshire studios, which is where you have sat in the past on a number of occasions. You used to be on uh, this program on a weekly basis, so it's, uh, we miss you, man. I miss you guys, too. Uh, so we're talking about Ripple, and that is something that you are a huge fan of. You criticized, and I think rightfully so, uh, the Bitcoin network. It is not a perfect system it is you know it is flawed i think in in some ways and they are riding uh on the success that they had in the initial days i mean there's no there's no doubt about that in my mind well they can they can also alter the network with but have know, they in in small increments yeah yes. they get they did segue the segregated witness which i'm not even gonna mm-hmm. start to try to explain because i couldn't even really do a good job uh, of it and there's no real reason to because it really hasn't done much of anything at all right but what it's i'm saying unremarkable what i'm saying is if if some altcoin ripple included has some special feature that oh my god the masses just fall in love with and it starts to catch up mm-hmm. right then the 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 people like you know in control of the code for bitcoin can vote. they can but will they because again when you're when you're on the top of the hill when you're the king of the hill you know a lot of times <laughs> you, you're not paying that close of attention to what the other little people are doing you, you're kind of resting on your laurels you're, you're taking it easy i mean you, you got 69 percent right now of the entire global market yeah you, you're sitting pretty and that's how, that's when a competitor can eat your lunch before okay. you you've even known what's happened that, well, that's what makes it, it exciting is we don't know if there's going to be like a sort of long-term traditional asset model of competition here or if suddenly there's going to be a market recognition. Oh, that coin has superior code and it could all flip. Like, I mean, I, I, I'm not trying to say I'm any kind of expert here, but I know that it could happen in a relatively short period of time in a way that's historically unprecedented. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can imagine Bitcoin's market share, but it would have to be all, all significant altcoins going down to like less than 10%. And and some something coming out of the blue, and and it might be just a couple of months to make that, and that could happen. And we may not have ever tomorrow. heard of it before, Who right? Knows? Yeah, and the problem is with the saturation of thousands upon thousands of altcoins. 
Like what is what is that one coin going to do to distinguish itself significantly yeah. from that pack? Kanye it, coin that could do it. Right. Libra coin. Libra. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, yeah. Uh, what maybe. are they going to do? Get a get behind it. Sam, go ahead. I'm sorry. You're trying to break it. in there. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, let me add some perspective to what's going to set, I think, XRP apart from Bitcoin. While Bitcoin's struggling to process seven transactions per second, Ripple's doing 1,500. While Bitcoin's transaction time is, uh, you know, 20 minutes to, I had one during the bull run that took two weeks. Yeah. Ooh, Ripple, crazy. XRP is doing... Uh, transactions in three to four seconds can that volume the, scale though what's that can can that volume for ripple scale because one you of can what, do you can set up payment channels uh which can process uh over fifty thousand transactions per second the 1500 per second is the on ledger uh you know native uh native processing but there's a bunch of cryptos that do that right like there's a off ledger but, but they're not right. They're not, um, you know, decentralized, trustless. Uh, you know, they don't have all that. They usually compromise on one property or another. All right. So uh, I want to get your comments on uh, Stellar, which, as I understand it, is the number one competitor to uh, to Ripple. And I'm just going to read something from FX Empire because I'd rather not spout off about either of them. I don't know enough about it. I, if nobody were here with us tonight, he's done a lot of research on, on Stellar. I'm sure he could comment on that. But Nobody knows anything what, about Stellar. The, the idea behind Ripple, writes this, uh, this piece, is the ability for banks to make international transfers within seconds at almost no cost. The founders decided to create Ripple to overcome challenges of the existing cross-border payment systems, including slowness, inefficiency, and high cost. And I think that's a good thing. I'm, I'm glad to see uh, development in the area of helping banks be you know, more competitive and, and lower cost. Uh, going on, though, Ripple relies on distributed ledger technology that ends the need for third parties when transferring money across borders, cuts costs, and reduce, uh, reduces time spent. XRP, uh, Ripple, is also used for banks thanks to its ability to provide liquidity. Although the target audience of Ripple is banks, everyone is welcome to use it, and banks are certainly not the only ones who have already put it to good use. So then they have a little bit about Stellar, and they say that uh, it was one of the founders of Ripple, uh, Jed McCaleb, created Stellar. As with Ripple, Stellar refers to the technology, while XLM or Lumens refers to the cryptocurrency. Stellar is like Ripple in that it allows for quick and affordable sending and receiving of funds. It also has coding similar to Ripple, which should be unsurprising considering their shared founder. Their difference lies in whom the blockchain and token target. Stellar Lumens is for the average person, particularly those in the developing areas of the world, although banks can still use it. The focus of Stellar is on increasing the abilities of those in poor or less developed countries to interact in the global economy with nearly instant and highly affordable transactions. Their protocol allows for direct exchange of fiat currencies in cases of high activity, but it typically converts the sender's money to lumens, then converts the lumens to the receiver's currency. So it does a similar thing where it's helping people convert fiat currencies into crypto to move across borders with a different focus. I just want to get your opinion on that, uh, Sam, as somebody who's a huge uh, Ripple fanatic. Uh, would you call yourself a Ripple maximalist or are you into some other cryptos too? <laughs> Uh, I like Monero, certainly, and mm -hmm. I'm also watching uh, Elixir, which is another privacy-focused coin that's making its way through uh, early trials and so forth. Okay, cool. Um, so, yeah, everything you just read is right. He, uh, Jeb McCaleb was part of the early uh, team or founders of uh, Ripple. He kind of got sent packing. I think it was probably because of the whole Mt. Gox hack and the disappeared Bitcoins came out of an account that 
he controlled, but the contract said, well, you can't come after me if anything happens. Hmm. Um, so he went off and did his own thing. Is it a competitor to Ripple? Yes. But I think people also make the mistake of assuming that uh, XRP is only going to be used by Ripple for cross-border payments. Uh, Ripple has set up something called XSpring, which is a foundation that develops use cases around uh, XRP and the XRP ledger. And in the last 18 months, they've spent a half a billion dollars uh, doing just that. They gave to uh, Forte, they gave $100 million to develop uh, a gaming use case a ecosystem around XRP. Hmm. They have a company called Coil, which I mentioned to you on uh, Twitter recently, that does micropayments. So my YouTube channel, when Coil subscribers come in, I'm getting streamed fractions of a penny, and they've sent over a billion uh, micropayments so far to date. And they, there's 20 different companies, that which is something else in. that Bitcoin has failed at. I will like, you know, would like yeah. to in, you know, inject this here that there were in the back in the days, earlier days of Bitcoin, uh, there were sites like Watch My Bit that uh, one of our listeners actually came up with, Doug, uh, that was all about paying people for their their YouTube or paying people for their their videos that they're they're creating. And that site can't exist anymore on the Bitcoin blockchain. It's just not possible. It's too expensive to send a Bitcoin payment well you know what uh sam i gotta say i appreciate the call tonight do you have any stellar i i don't nope. okay and i lost all my monero in a boating accident <laughs> <laughs> just just like every other good libertarian <clears throat> it fell to the bottom of the ocean was there anything else you wanted to add no we'll leave it at that for tonight all right. Thank hey, thanks guys. thanks for the call tonight that's uh sam he uh longtime listeners will remember him as a co-host here on free talk live he spent a number of years in Keene doing some just amazing uh, pro-freedom documentary work and it was actually back in Texas when he lived there prior to, to Keene, where he kind of got his feet wet doing that stuff, uh, including a really amazing video. I think it was called The Court of Public Opinion. I've watched that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That was a cl- that's a classic uh, you know, pro-freedom kind of inside the courts craziness system. Let's go to Captain Kickass. You're on Free Talk Live watching <laughs> on Twitch. Go ahead. Hey, what's up, guys? Hey, you're on the air. Hey, I wanted to real quick talk about microducing. It's kind of like microdosing. Except it's uh, when you take a crap and barely anything comes out. <laughs> that is so unsatisfying. <laughs> but we can't really talk about things like that on the radio. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Thank, Captain, my Captain. How poetic. Uh, I'll, I'll, yeah, unfortunately, the the, uh, the FCC doesn't like what they call excretory functions when people talk about things like that. Um, Even and, if it's within the language requirements. Yeah, yeah, that's actually probably... That's something that uh, the FCC would probably consider as... Uh, uh, very offensive <laughs> and it's ridiculous you know because everybody does it so it's something that everybody can relate to there's even a book about it micro <laughs> everybody poops indeed that's true so on the way here tonight uh stateless people in we, india we've got to get into this yeah. because um you know a lot of people want to be stateless that's that's like a goal you would uh, think yeah that's, that's why i think it's interesting yeah in this case people have been thrown into that status yes two, i think two million yeah, with the, the headline without, without requesting it. So that'll, uh, you know, be a shock to the system. And so we'll get into it. The toll free number if you want to join us here on the live Sunday edition is 855 450 free. That's 855 450 3733. And we've got the Discord on air call in line rooms. That's where you can go, by the way, 24 7 and interact with other Free Talk Live listeners at discord.lrn.fm. And more coming up here in moments. Hour two is next. This is Free Talk Live. <laughs> 
You love Bitcoin. It's the future, right? Well, no, not if everyone stops using it. I mean, think about it. How many places in your town take Bitcoin? One? None? Let's be real. If this Bitcoin thing is ever going to happen, it's going to need your help. The good news is, the guys at AnyPay have your back. We built a website called HelpMeTakeBitcoin.com, and it's a place you can send any business. And they'll be set up to take Bitcoin in five minutes. HelpMeTakeBitcoin.com. It is Free Talk Live. We're launching into the second hour of this live Sunday edition of the program with you in the studio tonight. It's Ian. Richie Rich. And Adam. And don't forget, you can check out Adam's website, thefreedomline.com. Oh, Get what, my book for free. What will they find there besides a free book? Well, the free audio book, mm-hmm. free in every digital format possible, the ultimate red pill for libertarianism for voluntarianism for understanding that as easily as possible 100 pages three hour audiobook you can find me on all my social media stuff you can find my youtube channel possibly the most shadow banned channel on youtube quarter million subs 75 million or it's so it's a good views. claim hard to prove and it but yeah it's a good one. yeah no it's it's like <laughs> best barbecue in texas <laughs> yeah. <right? laughs> But yeah, it's a, the most shadow band channel right. on YouTube. Uh, yeah, mathematically, I'm sure it could be proven. But yeah, quarter million subs now, and I get sometimes less than a thousand views per video. It's wow. it's kind of disheartening, but uh, keep plugging away, and I, I keep getting the message out and, and doing what I can. And I'm running for the Libertarian Party nomination for president in 2020 on the platform of dissolving the federal government in a peaceful, orderly bankruptcy process. How many candidates are there running against you that you know of? There are zero running against me. They're running with me, Ian, because we're a team in the Libertarian <laughs> Party. And no, actually, I, I, I say that a bit jokingly, but it is actually really true. And, and mm-hmm. I, I'm uh, actively uh, drafting Cynthia McKinney to run right now. Really? Against? Um, well, sort of against With you. me! Okay, with right. me! No, and, and, uh, and Lincoln Chafee and Justin Amash as well. And, Cynthia and, McKinney is going to be uh, confusing for a lot of people because they don't know her history that uh, she showed up. I think you were there that year at Anarchapulco yeah. and basically no, no, came I, out as I an invited anarchist. her. Right. No, I no, that was yeah. you're you're not giving me enough credit for once, Ian. Uh no, I I not only did I I I take uh half credit along with her son for converting right. her from being a Green Party she was the Green Party presidential nominee in 2008 six-term Democratic congresswoman from Georgia and she came out on stage at Anarchapulco to being an anarchist right. and in, in, in the you know no rulers sense of course. We interviewed her. It was great. Yeah. And and it was because I, I wanted to bring her out to Anarchapulco and they wouldn't give us another speaking slot for her. So I said, Well, I'll just give her most of mine. Mm, that's and cool. we did it we did a joint presentation and it was really cool to say, Welcome to the community this way. And I, I'm not one to wring my hands about identity politics or oh there aren't enough women in the movement because you know uh, it's you know all politics is is male dominated but to have a really powerful black woman in in the movement speaking out like that and to see how well received yeah. she has been and how welcome she's been I think that's I think it's important. an important thing for us to have someone like that and and to make sure that uh, she has the 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 full respect she deserves and and a lot of that like we we tend to deny that as libertarians we want to be objective and colorblind i think in a sense we we very much are but oftentimes we do so at the expense of recognizing that women and minorities face unique challenges in america and being a black woman being a congresswoman from georgia coming out of it with everything that she did is 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 an experience that is tied to her identity that deserves a certain amount of respect and everything that she has done with that and now 
to see her running for the Libertarian Party nomination as part of our team would be awesome. You know, we, she hasn't said yes. You're trying right, to right, right, and and uh, w- you know, we we think that Amash is is going to be announcing in a couple months. Really? And that's what it looks like to me. Anyway. Okay, so that's and, a pretty big big field of uh, some noteworthy candidates. Yeah, well, there's. You know, and, and the, we had a great debate in in Massachusetts a couple months ago, thanks to um, uh, uh, Jeff Lyons there and and Dan Fishman, the other great people with with LP Mass, and the the team that we had on stage of myself and and Kim Ruff and Arvin Vorha and Dan Taxation Steph Berman and Max Abramson was a great lineup, and and we have a great selection uh, of principled grassroots candidates in the race this year. And as, as tempting as just, Justin Amash might be, I think they would all be better than him. As, as much <laughs> as I want him to run, I would if, if it came down to Amash versus, I think, any of those uh, four besides myself, I would still vote uh, for, for one of them. Um, I, I think I would say the same thing about Chafee. And and then uh, Cynthia I would be, would be the one I would say I would actually probably vote for over myself. We've spoken about this. I voted for her in 2008, actually. Uh, I was a, a. It was when Bob Barr was the LP nominee, so you know it, was, it wasn't really uh, that that much of a temptation to Not get away choice. from you know crossing party lines to support the Green Party in DC uh, mm-hmm. that, that was going for ballot access that year. And I was confident in, in voting for Cynthia at that point. Uh, but we've talked about it, and she would have a, a very similar platform to mine of, of the ethical concept of we're going to throw the ring in the fire. We're not going to put it on. The The end result is going to be 50 independent states and up to 562 sovereign native nations. Well, if it looked like uh, if it looked like she was going to get it, you could like step away and give all your votes to her. Like try that, right? Like try right, to well, endorse well, her. Well, hey, we don't own people. Yeah. Or votes right, right. in the Libertarian Party here, Ian. You should know better than to, <laughs> to use that language. But yes, there is the the possibility of of you know endorsements and the the history of Libertarian Party presidential nominating conventions. This is a pretty fun one to get into and see those kind of dynamics. Huh. So I would I would if if she had the same like I've said this about my platform like like you know we said last night. It's not about me. If someone better comes along for the job who has the administrative experience to carry out this process, who we trust to maintain that line in the sand. Oh, yeah. And in terms of trusting to stand by principle, uh, Cynthia, absolutely bulletproof there. Let's go to uh, Cactus Jack. He's on the line in our Discord server, discord.lrn.fm. Go ahead, Cactus Jack, calling from Ohio. You know, it's funny you uh, brought up Cynthia McKinney, uh, Adam, because I remember when you and I talked at the uh, Libertarian Party of Ohio convention, you had brought up the idea of her being your uh, running mate. Oh, it's a nice fantasy, isn't it? Oh, I, I would vote for that ticket. And it's funny that there's another Libertarian out there who crossed the party lines and voted for the Green Party nominee when the Libertarian nominee was crap. <laughs> uh, well, I would I would also be happy to, to be Cynthia's running mate if she had the sense, you know, and I assume her version of the platform might be significantly different, but if it was the same ethical premise, I'm not running to be president. We're, we're going to get rid of the position right away. I would love to be her running mate as well, and that would take a lot of pressure off me, you know, because then I could just be the uh, the loudmouth advocate of the platform without having to be the one to actually uh, administer the thing. Oh yeah, and you don't have to worry about uh, people not having your book. I'm pretty sure everybody has like ten <laughs> copies. Right Wait, now. you wrote a book? <laughs> I remember. I, I I remember. I bugged that guy you were with. You had left before uh, I could get it signed, so uh, uh, he had to go out to, out to the RV and get one, uh, Elijah. So, all right. So, are anyway. you going to the uh, the convention, Cactus Jack? Uh, yeah, definitely plan to. Uh, mm-hmm. Because the Ohio party has shunned me, I have to join the delegation of another state. I'm currently thinking uh, of Iowa. Really? <laughs> Someday. So I was now I was a delegate from Pennsylvania, even as a resident of Arizona 
last year because of some tomfoolery with the Arizona party's delegate process and and having to to give up my slot for somebody else. Yeah, but I'm yeah, actually. It's uh, a fun history to be written someday. I have to go to the convention because I'm running for uh, LNC chair. I decided to kick that up just oh, wow. because I that's just like, I can't. That would I be can't congratulations. Stand, I can't stand Josh Smith, so I got to knock him out the same way. Uh, yeah, Matt most did of our listeners year. don't know who most of these these people are. Yeah, but, there's, there's so much fun uh, inside baseball yeah, politics. I don't want to get LP. too uh, too far. Yeah, what into I was the gonna weeds. what I was gonna bring up is like yeah. I'm a noob with cryptocurrency. Really and. Uh, yeah, and a lot of people seem to be on the fence like I am because I want to take the plunge. Do but it. the thing is, there there aren't enough retail establishments, I think, that accept it. And I think a lot of people uh, are kind of scared off not only by that. You just have to move to but, Keene or Portsmouth, New Hampshire, and then that's, <laughs> uh, that problem solved. Get a shift card. Well, but a lot of people, you know, you brought up altcoins. And I think that's like the one thing that scares off quite a few people is because how do they know which ones are going to hold their weight? I mean, very few of them are, you know, unique. Like LD2, that's about the only thing I can think of right now that's um, so stands out from the pack. The advice that I give to friends and family who are new to the crypto space is don't touch altcoins yet. Yeah. Right? Just get some Bitcoin. That. Get some Bitcoin, get involved, start to learn yeah. about that. And then when you feel like you've graduated and you want to do something with your Bitcoin, aside from you know spending it at your local retail establishment, then start to look at some of the altcoins that do something that you believe in, mm-hmm. right? right. Uh, I have friends into Monero because it's the privacy coin, and they they back that technology. It's one of the privacy. It's coins. one of yeah, but yeah, sure. This gets to a bigger challenge facing crypto for adoption is that if you think about money, the U.S. dollar, there are people who are end users, and then there are people who get into it beyond that at different levels, and we don't have a clear line of delineation of okay, you're just an end user, enjoy it, spend it have a little don't worry about learning too much don't care like and there's so many scammers oh you put up an altcoin oh yeah buy this buy it's keep it simple enjoy the basics thank you cactus jack for the call tonight appreciate hearing from you and uh, like i said you know if you if you want to get into the real life cryptocurrency mecca you got to move to southern new hampshire i mean portsmouth and keen are two of the hottest uh most business businesses accepting crypto per capita on the planet uh there's more coming up here it's All right, Free Talk Live. You dial in, you dial uh, toll-free here. Our number is 855-450-FREE. If you want to join the show, you can. You can also call us on our Discord server where you'll sound almost like you're sitting here in the studio with me, Ian. Richie Rich. And Adam. And you can also go to uh, freetalklive.com where you can find a bunch of features, including our video streams. We're on Twitch. We're on DLive. We're also on YouTube. You can go to twitch.freetalklive.com. Or dlive.freetalklive.com. Please do follow us on either or both uh, of those platforms. And uh, we will continue with more of your calls and thoughts. We have nobody on the line on the Discord server, discord.lrn.fm. Hello, nobody. Hey, how you doing, guys? Hey, hey. what's up? Well, I'm, uh, I'm running for mayor. That's right. And... Uh, I uh, and I and I think that's a good thing. It's uh, it's enjoyable, but I've only got a brief window to run, and so I'm thinking about, in the unlikely event that I don't uh, become mayor, what other jobs in government do you think nobody should do? I think nobody <laughs> arrest people and put them Most in jail of them. For, for drugs. Do you yeah, think nobody, nobody should, should arrest people for drugs. 
Uh, yeah. Nobody well, should. One. <laughs> no, nobody should issue occupational licensing. Yes. Yes. Oh, okay. Okay. <clears throat> that's a good thing. Yeah, there's a ton of uh, government jobs. Nobody should be in the DEA. That's for oh, sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, nobody should work for the IRS. Yeah, nobody should work for pretty much any federal government agency whatsoever. Well, nobody should work for the government, really, yeah. anywhere. People. But somebody's going to take yeah. that job, so nobody might as well do it. <laughs> well, this actually yeah. comes back to a conversation we were having off the air uh, tonight about the idea of a, uh, a freedom-friendly person working in a government position. So it's interesting mm. that you bring it up, nobody. Like, is that um, a conflict of interest? I don't. To me, it it depends. Um, if if you're if you're a liberty lover, I think, and you and you have a government job, you should do that job subversively. <laughs> okay. okay? <laughs> Find ways. I mean, if people are using the government to harass their neighbors, you should find ways to obstruct that. Yeah. For sure. You know. Oh yeah. If, like ransomware. <laughs> Accidentally put the USB drive in your state computer. Leak some documents. Oh, that would certainly be fun. And and yeah, you know, if you become privy to documents where you know the police force is bra- uh, emailing each other, brag- bragging about their uh, their brutality or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, expose that kind of thing to the public. Nobody Absolutely. should handle you know, all FOIA so requests. Or anarchists taking government jobs. All for it. Okay, so Richie, you would disagree with this. You were making, I, I mean, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but it, during one of the breaks when we were talking about this, it sounded like you thought that was going to prop up the system. I could I could get behind nobody's case for how to do that job. Mm-hmm. My, my disagreement is liberty-minded individuals taking state positions because they happen to be the best job available, right? Like, I can't make the kind of money in the private sector, so I'm going to go make my money in the public sector, doing the public sector things. Somebody's got to do it, so it might as well be me. Um, and in the grand scheme of, like, we're, we don't want any form of government, maintaining the mindset that it's always going to exist, so I might as well be the one in that spot, I think is detrimental to moving towards a no-government system. No, I, I disagree. I have, a, I have a slightly nuanced position sort of in, kind of in between these, which is that, like, if you take the example, say you live under a government that completely took over everything around medicine and you just wanted to be a doctor. Well, you shouldn't not be a doctor and let there be no doctors in society whose government has taken over that sector. So to your point, Rich, about if there's an economic incentive, well, it's the best job available. That by itself, yeah, that's not enough of a criteria. So I wouldn't endorse that. Well, it's the best job available, so I'll take a government job. But if it meets the criteria of being ethical in and of itself, okay, if it's... If it's a job that the free market would support, and this is somewhat subjective, right? Like, should you not build the roads because you have to be a government employee or contract? No, someone's going to build the roads. Like, that's a, it's not that you know someone would do it or would take the job of pepper spraying protesters. <laughs> you know, if if in a free market, someone's going to build the roads in a free market. Someone's sure. got to run you know, the sewer system, right? So, like those jobs, I think if unless nobody does it, yeah, unless no, and nobody can't do all those things. So, so, so specialized, specialized <laughs> things like doctors where, yeah, the, no, the it's, only it's way not, to apply your trade. It's not if it's specialized. It's, is it something that the market would provide legitimately? Is it ethical in what you're doing? And if the government has – and there, there's not a market alternative. You know, It's not like, well, I could work for the city moving trash and get paid the X dollars, or I could work for the private company moving trash and get X dollars. If it's the same, yeah, go with the nonviolent 
organization. Yeah. But if there's no market alternative and there's it's yeah, well, the government has taken that. It's the same as we can say, well, the government's taking all over all of medicine. The only way to be a doctor is to work for government. But when you say, well, it's the the the, the government has taken away so many opportunities. Just hey, it's it's the only opportunity that exists for me as a laborer in my city. There's sure. nothing wrong with taking that government job. Okay, but do it. Yeah, I, then I w- I'd say do it say, as subversively as possible. Yeah. Do it not only with with an eye to doing it ethically for yourself, but how do I take advantage of this position to expose other unethical behavior in government? And I think that's what nobody was saying. That's, that's so so brilliant. That's why I could yeah, I can kind of get behind his art, reason for taking it. Um, in in martial arts, one of the big topics they they talk about is using your enemies own energy against them. Yeah. I would actually encourage people to take Being government jobs energy. if they can become leakers. We need more of those. Huh? Or monkey wrenchers, people oh, who yeah, can put in, leakers. you know, kinks into the system. Or like Doug Stano pointed this Without out about detected. Occupy Wall Street. They were there for a whole year. You know what they could have done at the beginning? They could have gathered people up and said, okay, if you don't have a criminal record, you need to go become a cop. And within a year, they would have owned half the police department that's there like harassing them in uh wherever that's it was a tough one to be that's a tough one to be a libertarian I mean, it would be a tough one to do because as soon as they were recognized yeah, i don't think a cop being people who are willing yeah. to toe the line they'd be fired you yeah, have to do what you're you told you have to there's a period yeah. where you have to like do what they say before you can sort of get through the tenure process as a police officer and so if the the chief is riding along with you and says you right. gotta arrest that kid for right. marijuana if you don't, you probably the union's probably not going to protect so you. The so bigger you sacrifice you, the kid, and then in twenty years you might be. Chief I don't. Of police. I don't well, agree you, with could that. Could you work? Could you work for the NSA and contribute to unethical data collecting and analysis in order to get to a position where you could be a whistleblower and blow the whole thing away? <sighs> that's a tough question. That's a tw- that's a question. Coming up each, next on each Free Talk individual <laughs> has to answer. With it, I would. Yeah, and that's a question that each, I would each hate person. Doing yeah, they, they'd have to answer that for themselves, and uh, you know, and we've known people like TJ. This is like uh, the psychopath like, question, right? Would you push a fat guy in front of a train to to derail it to save three lives of people who are tied to the tracks? Could you do that? No, no I couldn't do that. Could you and kill? What if it that. was? What if it was to kill? A, what if it was to save a million lives? Could you kill one person to save a million? No, lives? No, I don't think I could do that. Yeah, William. No, I couldn't take the action that resulted in the death, but I could. I could observe the inaction that resulted in far more. Nobody final thoughts? Go ahead. Um, yeah, I would definitely come down. When in doubt, err on the side of, of inaction because it's better to do nothing than to do the wrong thing. First, no do no harm. Absolutely. Thank you for the call. Check out Nobody's website, by the way. It's electnobody.com. Yes. Uh, and uh, you, can, you can still get behind his campaign even if you don't live in Keene, New Hampshire. There are many support ways to nobody support nobody from uh, Nobody at electnobody.com. Thanks for the call tonight. There's more coming up here. Uh, you can share your thoughts with us. The toll-free number is 855-450-FREE. We're going to get into these stateless people in India coming up. It's Free Talk Live. I want to tell you about my favorite cryptocurrency wallet, Edge Wallet at edge.app. Edge is the wallet I use more than any other, and that was true long before Edge Wallet became a sponsor of Free Talk Live. Edge Wallet allows you to buy, sell, trade, and securely hold your cryptocurrencies, including Bitcoin, Ethereum, tokens, Monero, Ripple, Dash, Bitcoin Cash, and more. It's available for both Android and iOS, and you can download it via the Play or App Store or via Edge Wallet's website, edge.app. Secure your freedom with Edge Wallet. This 
This is Free Talk Live. You may join us here. The toll-free number is 855-450-FREE. Like freedom, that's 855-450-3733. We have the Discord call-in line rooms over at discord.lrn.fm. Liberty.menu is where you should go if you're an individual who rejects the initiation of force. If you agree to abide by the ethics of the non-aggression principle. You belong over at liberty.menu where you can list the things that you do. Maybe you've got a business. Maybe you've got more than one business. Uh, Perhaps you're a content creator and you want other liberty-friendly people to find out about you. This is the best site that we have seen. And we've been looking for these things for a long time. Uh, Mark, even at one point, wanted to, to pay a designer to design one. I'm like, wait, there's this guy in New Hampshire. He's done this awesome site. Somebody finally got it right. Uh, liberty.menu is super easy to use and it's free. So, I mean, there's no reason not to be on this site unless you don't want people to know you care about freedom. And in some cases, you don't want people to know that. Uh, but, you know, if you're if you're ready to come out of the closet and let people know that your business is freedom-friendly, then get on over to liberty.menu. You can use code FTL, and that'll get you a free Talk Live listener badge. And, yes, of course, there's ratings and reviews, and there's even a bit of a social network so you can connect and share with the others on the site. It's liberty.menu. As we continue with your calls and thoughts here, it's Ian, Richie, and Adam Kokesh here in the studio. We go to David in New Mexico. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, David. Yeah, uh, taking advantage of Adam's presence to ask him, uh, again, questions that only he's uniquely qualified to answer. There aren't many of his, those. Uh, well, there's a few, Adam. <laughs> so you, you were uh, mainstream politics in New Mexico, uh, and you were mainstream yeah, uh, media in Hello. Yeah, I was, right just saying, I was just saying. Arguably, I mean, I ran for the Republican nomination for Congress and and lost handily. <laughs> and uh, I, I was on uh, a, a, the smaller commercial talk station, AM fifteen fifty KIVA, for uh, six months in Albuquerque. in an unpaid position. Yeah, right. So, so you made my point that you were orders of magnitude further involved in the mainstream power structure of the state of New Mexico, which, like I said last night. The FBI has stated publicly is the most corrupt state in the nation. Yep. And you uh, stated uh, last night that you were surprised that it was number one, but you knew it would be high on the yep. corruption list, yep. in- indicating that you had been aware of some things to make you make that assessment. So please share with us what you did notice in the state of New Mexico that was corrupt activity uh, here in the state of New Mexico, whether you know whether it be uh, in government or media or the combination, it's it's an incestuous. Are you asking for something that he saw personally, like yeah, something he witnessed personally, or yeah. something he heard about from somebody? And why he didn't do anything about it? <laughs> just things that he's just things that he is aware of. All right, all right. So David yeah, I, yeah. I don't I don't have any unique perspective i mean i was there when martinez was running for governor and she was was very tight in uh, 2010 okay and so she was very tight in with law enforcement and and there was the sort of typical you know the police are going to endorse her the you know all all the fraternal orders are going to endorse her uh i think she was a prosecutor and was very much um uh, a law and order kind of politician Mm -hmm. republican and i was very disheartened uh to see her win because there was uh i think it was doug turner was also running against her and, and a handful of others. Uh, Janice Janice Arnold Jones. Nobody knows these um, people are. Yeah, sure. these are these are like these are <laughs> you know Albuquerque. yeah these are New Mexico politician right. rock stars, and nobody outside of New Mexico knows who they are. Um, I, I was also running against Ben Ray Lujan, who was the uh, Democratic congressman 
uh, representing New Mexico's third district. And his father, um, oh, I forget his first name, but uh, I think it was just Ray Lujan, was the the speaker of the house at the time. I don't know if he still is. And there was, I mean, I, I don't have any like so it's in, like any other state where there's particularly certain families privy to. But yeah. he, he, the stuff that I was hearing that I think would be worth worth uh, someone if 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 they were, you know, investigative reporters in New Mexico who want to get into it. Some of the manipulation of where they put interchanges in the freeway system to increase property value of of, of people in the Lujan family. But that I mean, of all huh. the, you know, crime and grift that that, that happens in, uh, in in New Mexico, that, that's still like it's relatively insignificant. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think I think the bigger corruption is is from the federal money coming in. Like I said yesterday, the military bases, right. the uh, the national labs, Sandia and and Los Alamos. David, thank you for the call tonight. Appreciate it. Toll free number is eight fifty five four fifty free. Coming up. Apparently, there's a new law. We can get back into cell phones after we do the stateless people. But there's a new law in Texas that is now making it illegal to send unsolicited nude photos. Uh, So I'm not moving to Texas. (laughs) How am I supposed to meet women? (laughs) This this better not go nationwide. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not dating in Texas. Uh, But uh, let's go all the way over to India right now, where Richie, you've got a story. And where's this coming from? Who published this? uh, This. Yahoo News Yahoo is where News. I got this one All from. Right. What's going on? Unstateless people? Two million people face statelessness as India publishes citizenship list. Huh. Uh, almost two million people in the northeast India were left facing statelessness on Saturday after they were excluded from a citizenship list aimed at weeding out foreign infiltrators. In a process the central government wants to replicate nationwide. So this isn't even all of India. It's just like one little province is like, these are our citizens. Two and, million in the one province. Right. And the, not on the list. Okay. For whatever reason. So we don't know how many are also not on the list in the rest of India, which according to uh, Quick Google has 1.3 plus billion people in it. Right. Okay. So on this one, a total of 31.1 million people were included in a national register of citizens but 1.9 were deemed ineligible, 1.9 million, excuse me, deemed ineligible according to an official statement. Uh, a large Ineligible to be on a list basically saying you're a citizen? You're a citizen of India. Okay. Of, or of this province in India. Great. So that actually sounds really good to me because- To if, us, right, yes. yeah, if right. I'm Because if I'm not a citizen officially, then that means that I'm, I don't, don't owe them a duty. Taxes. Right. I owe them no duty of obligation because they don't owe me any protection duty. Right? Well, that's the, well that's neither the does the government the, of the United States. Exactly. You know that this has been adjudicated, right? So you're, you're not a citizen here going? either. You're not a citizen here either. It's all just a, it's a lie. What? Yeah. Wait, are government lies? It's true. So even at this point, if someone goes like, are you a U.S. citizen? I say, I either answer like, you would deem me as such or you would recognize me as so. That's what you've been doing? Yeah. Yeah, but I never, I, I never answered Who's asking yes. you this question on a regular basis? Uh, you go into the border? The customs. No, yes. Yeah, you know, stuff like that. Oh, yeah, stuff like that. I'm, no no one in particular, but, you know. <laughs> nobody should ask you if you're a citizen. No, yeah, nobody should. Um, but that that's how, I've chose, right but that's how I've chosen to answer. Just not in the affirmative, but just basically that. Uh-huh. You, oh, I know who asked. Judges, right? Because they go like, are you a citizen of the United States when you're when, when you get called up as, you know. That doesn't happen at the state level. What do you mean? Not Not here. Not in New Hampshire. They won't ask you that. Okay. Well, but maybe at like certain court hearings, like immigration or some other kind of maybe federal would ask you that, but I don't know. I don't think so. No, I'm, oh, I don't. I don't remember like if it's district court or circuit court or whatever. Oh. But in in order to they do that in Hawaii, yeah, it's part of it. Uh, yeah, I'm thinking when I was in court in Texas last, they 
call you to the stand and are you who you say you are, or the resident and citizen of the state of Arizona or something like that. Interesting, okay. Because, if you're, found, because if you're found guilty, it could affect your immigration status mm-hmm. of some sort, something like mm-hmm. something to that effect. All right, so what happened? Okay, so a large chunk of those excluded were expected to be Muslims. So it gets even deeper. Mm. Total coincidence. Total coincidence. Mm. Uh, Shahibul Haq Shidkar, a Muslim college teacher. <laughs> I'm not sure if I should dump that. Uh, go ahead. That's, I mean, I, I, okay. I'm joking. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> a, Muslim, a Muslim college teacher was distraught after two of his children made the list, but he was left out. Even my father's wow. name is there in the final NRC. Uh, that's the list. But I have been left out. National the 30, Registry of Citizens. Right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but I have been left out, the 39-year-old told uh, AFP, I guess it's the other public. I wonder why. I mean, that seems like a strange, uh, you know, exception to make. The father was on the list, but the son. Wait, uh, government makes the... mistakes. Well, but was it a purposeful thing? Like, was this like with the communists in uh, in North Korea oh, oh, or in then a lot you'd, of places? You'd have to give them credit for deliberately being able to single out two million people. Well, in well, like a Muslim, in college, a Muslim college it, professor it's might not be a, a dissident. Okay, so, right, and it's not uncommon in places like like North Korea. But they're that organized that they could put together a list. They of had two lists under Kim Jong or uh, Kim Il Sung, I think it, it was. Um, and anyway, guess, they had yeah. lists of people, and they had a certain categorization for each citizen, yeah. so-called citizen in the the country, uh, whether you were like with the party or questionable or definitely <laughs> against the party. Basically, it was three categories: eight fifty five, four fifty free. So I wonder if something like that's going on mm. here, where this is deliberate. It's free talk live. This is Free Talk Live, and you're invited here. If you want to join us, you can. Toll-free number is 855-450-FREE. We're talking about statelessness. Uh, that is being a status that a lot of people in India right now are having forced upon them, apparently, by the Indian government, leaving them off of a list of citizens, yep. uh, the registry of citizens that apparently has just been published. So we'll get into that a little bit deeper here, and also we'll take your calls about whatever you want to discuss. And I also want to say thank you to Paul Ritter, who is a Free Talk Live gold amplifier. That means that Paul is contributing $10 a month to here, the... Here. Thank you. Yes, and thank you, Paul. Uh, to the AMP program. AMP stands for Advertise, Market, and Promote. If you like the fact that we're heard on over 200 radio stations across an entire week, they're not all on the same night, but over a week we're on over 200 stations. If you'd like us to get to 300... Oh, yeah. We can do that. Oh, yeah. It does take some effort and... Money helps with effort, so uh, advertise, market, and promote. That's what the program's all about. So they'll be accepting sponsorship from Lockheed Martin starting next week? This is one of the ways we can avoid that. <laughs> exactly. Right? So if, if money is coming in from listeners, we're not as beholden to money coming in from advertisers. Put your right? money so where your heart is, people. It's actually a way to decentralize mm-hmm. the support for this program, mm-hmm. and it's one of the critical methods that we've been a success. This is the reason why we've been such a success, is because our listeners got behind us. I mean, They're if, active and engaged. Right. If, if if it felt like people didn't care what we were doing, then we'd probably have stopped doing it at some point. So and now you, you only get half the Coke money from the Coke brothers. <laughs> you know, there was a time when one of their, um, what was it, AIG or something like AI something. AIE, American those, Enterprise Institute. One of their, AI. like, 
They gave money to some organization that uh, did do some sponsorship on Free Talk Live. Mark's saying it, but I can't hear him through my my headphones, so it was... Institute for Humane Studies. Institute Ah, for... There you go. Yeah, they did like uh, summertime seminars or something like that. The David Koch Institute has just touched everything in in media production one way or another, too. Like in National Geographic, there's David Koch Foundation sponsorship. If you only had enough that you could be like that, that's amazing. Uh, so again, amp.freetalklive.com. We don't ask for Coke money. We're asking for five bucks a month, which, yep. you know, if you can, if you can afford a fancy cup Do of coffee it. or a hamburger or something, you can afford the, uh, the Do amp it. program. So it's, and you get perks, you get Benny's amp.freetalklive.com, including, uh, one of the newest ones, which is the amp only call in line now on discord. So sometimes, mm. like sometimes, we'll get raided on Discord by like some Twitch viewers <laughs> who are fans of like another channel or whatever. They'll come in, they'll fill up our call-in lines. Well, there's now a line special for contributors to the show. So when the raiders come in, they can't get into that mm. line. So that line's always open for Free Talk Live amplifiers. Go to amp.freetalklive.com. Richie, let's get back into India, where there's what part was it? Northeast. Okay, India? so the actual state is Assam. Um, okay. And it's in the northeast, yeah, in the northeastern area. I'm not, I'm not familiar with Indian geography. Me neither. So there you go. It's a big country. <laughs> northeast is that way, up into the left. Yeah. I mean, up into no, the, the right. right. Up yeah, into see, the, now you're confusing everybody. It's I, huge. I, I mean, this geography. one state has a tenth, a tenth the size of the American population. Right. I mean, in India, thirty-three gi- million people in this gigantic, yeah. with over a billion, one point three yeah. billion people in the whole country. It's huge. So Assam, uh, that's the that's the the state has long seen seen large influxes from elsewhere, including under British colonial rule and around Bangladesh's 1971 war of independence where millions fled into India. For decades, this has made Assam a hotbed of interreligious and ethnic tensions. Sporadic violence has included the 1983 massacre of around 2,000 people. Security Mm. was beefed up in Assam ahead of the release of the NRC with some 20... The NRC is the National Citizenship Registry. Yep. Uh, with some 20,000 extra personnel brought in and gathering banned in some locations. Yeah, this I'm just going to go out on a limb here and say that uh, based on the history of these sorts mm-hmm. of things, good, there are not good things that are going to come out of this uh, registry of citizens. <laughs> in fact, I'm surprised it took them this long to to you know copy this idea from, you know, in a lot of cases, a lot of communist countries do this right. this kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and it's it never leads to good things. Well, and, I'm kind of hoping Native Americans will be inspired to leave all the white people off the citizenship rolls in this, for the same reasons. You know, we've had a lot of a lot of incomers here in, on this continent, and maybe it'd be time we can all be decitizened. We, I think we could. Can we still all join the Lakota Sioux Nation? Well, you can join the Oklahoma Native American Church. There you go. I want you to talk about that. That's a whole <laughs> other story, though. No, you're gonna have to have me back on in like a year for that one. Are you new to the church? Uh, no, I've been a member for three or four years now. Okay. But no, the the legal implication. Sorry, Rich. This is, yeah. this, no, this is totally sidebar in your story. No, I have a really interesting drug case in Texas um, okay. related to the religious freedom issue. And and you want to talk more about I, it? When I can't the case talk about closed. it publicly un- yeah. until it's settled right, right now. But it's it's looking really good. It's a really cool case, and I can't wait to tell the story. It sure would be nice if that settles out before your political campaign kicks into to high gear. That would be convenient. I don't know. I think I'm just running to, to abolish the federal government so I can get my gun rights back anyway. And then Say the, the name of the over. church again because it's so hard to spell. Yeah, Oklevueha, and it's kind of how it sounds, O-K-L-E-H-U-E-V-A. And anybody can look that 
that up if you're a veteran. This is the psychedelic church, people. Oh, okay. this $20. is cool. yeah, yeah. So you well, really... no, it's 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 the Native American spiritual church that if you yeah. if you sign up, you, you you say that you know you're asserting your religious right to have whatever native or or right. plant based drugs that, that DMT, you call peyote, yep, uh, cannabis. Yeah. I love these. These guys do good work. They've been around for a long time. It's an interesting thing. All right, yeah, so. Uh, statelessness. statelessness. Two million people in this this one state in India are not on the list of citizens. Right. So anxious residents started queuing up since early morning, braving rain and bad weather to check their names on the list. So they published this thing, and then you had to go look to see if you could find your name on the list. Right. Okay. So they're anxious. For <laughs> Am a I a reason. citizen or not? Uh, yeah, I think please, there's more please, to it. Mommy, like, mommy. There, there may be some people who are like that, but... There, there's an implication here. Yeah, I think there's a darker implication. It's, it's the religious implication discussed above, okay. above with the Muslims thing. Uh, only those who can demonstrate they or their forebears were in India before 1971 could be included in the list. Hmm. Wow, all right. Is that a change in legal precedent, or is that an enforcement of something that was already there? I don't know. Yeah. They yeah. just come up with that? Well, the list is new, apparently. Yeah, And, and again, so, it's just starting. Uh, navigating the complex process is a huge challenge for many in a flood-prone, poor region of high illiteracy where many lack documentation. So you got the, the poorest of the poor. Right. You can't prove you were there before that, that uh, time frame. Are you a citizen? What's a citizen? Well, a citizen is, uh, by definition, somebody who owes a duty of allegiance in return for an obligation of protection. That's generally the definition in legal dictionaries. And so anybody who chooses to can say, I'm not a citizen. That's but the I'm thinking, way it I'm should be. In, in an illiterate rural population, they don't know what that they means. They don't even care. Well, they do care because they're queuing up to make Some sure their care. name's on the list. Yeah, yeah others probably just, you know, farming. Well, the ones who, in order to queue up to see who's on the list, you're talking about only the ones who can read. That's right. Yeah. Already the ones who can't read don't care enough to... And What's it, it going to mean? I mean, yeah. well, that's the thing. You're saying it may not, but we don't know where they're going to go from here. Are they going to take the people who aren't on a list and round them up and put them into camps? Are they going to remove them from the, the county and, you know, push them out? Uh, will they get some sort of second class treatment where they won't be able to, you know, get the same whatever it is that they're looking to get? I, I got to give you a little quick background on this because I interviewed a woman in Harvard uh, a few weeks ago who was an Indian exchange student for a med program there. And I was asking her about the caste system in India. Mm -hmm. And she was actually afraid to say everything that she thought about it. Really? On my YouTube channel in the United States. could come after her. Knowing yeah. that as, she, as an Indian citizen, she's going back to India after med school right. to practice medicine there. And that if she speaks out against the caste system here, and that's on the record, that she could still get in trouble for that. Absolutely. Sure. That, yeah. That's how relevant it still is. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because that's an important part of uh, their culture. Our Indian Prime Minister Narendra Modi's Hindu nationalist uh, Barahatiya Janata Party runs Assam and critics say the NRC process reflects the BJP's, uh, Baharatiya Janan Party, mm -hmm. goals to serve only its co-religionists. In January, mm -hmm. India's lower house passed legislation. Which that is would, why there's a bunch of Muslims that are on no, the, or off the off list. Off the list, yeah. yeah. Uh, India's lower house passed legislation that would grant citizenship to people who moved to India as recently as six years ago, as long as they are not Muslims. Wow. Mm. Okay, persecution time. There you go. Mm. Yep. This is and you've got them being rounded up in China as well. 
it was, I believe, northwestern China, which is I'm not sure if that's too how close that is. I, I know they're relatively close together. Do they do they border each other, India and China? I'm not remembering. Uh, I, I think so. Um, there yeah, might be check that. Might be like Mongolia somewhere in there. Or is that to the north of China? Because the the Chinese government is yeah. also uh, rounding people up. Oh yeah, okay. They, uh, they or is there a bunch no. of like small little countries in between? Well, I mean Tibet. So yeah, I mean India apparently borders Tibet, which China is going to claim is theirs. Theirs. Yeah. So. Well, it's funny to think about this, that there's this Muslim backlash, still a post 9-11 phenomenon in the United States. And we know how there's this weird phenomenon in the world of other countries making poor facsimiles of American culture. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, no, we were we were going after Muslims. No, 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 not like that. We just didn't want to let them in the country, not like <laughs> execute them in mass numbers. No, slow down, China, slow down, oh, India. Oh, no, they're just Don't putting them in the camps. They're just putting them, oh, okay. No, well, not, they're just there's no the executions. Oh, no, it's just camps. Don't just worry, to, that's never happened before. before. They're going to have David Hasselhoff right. in the background as a soundtrack while they're rounding up the Muslims. 855-450, free allows you to join us here. Hour number three is coming up. You can. It's Free Talk Live. Is spreading the message of liberty, cryptocurrency, and peace around the globe worth $2 per month to you? As you may already know, in addition to our internet feed, LRN.FM broadcasts on free-to-air satellite across North and Central America, as well as Sub-Saharan Africa, and we've been available on satellite for free 24-7 since 2010. The LRN.FM free-to-air satellite signal is reaching some of the most oppressive regimes in the world, and there's no doubt our ideas are making an impact. You can learn more about the channel's impact by watching the three-minute video at fund.lrn.fm. If you'd like to help free minds globally with our ideas of liberty, cryptocurrency, and peace, you can donate as little as $2 per month via fund.lrn.fm. You can help us continue and expand our satellite broadcast to multiple continents. Visit fund.lrn.fm today, and thank you for your help. Don't forget to share the link on social media. That's fund.lrn.fm. It is Free Talk Live, and we're kicking off the third hour of the program. You're invited to join us here. The toll-free number for you is 855-450-FREE, like freedom. That's 855-450-3733. Tonight, you've got Ian. Richie Rich. And Adam. Adam uh, Kokash joining us here on this this episode as we go back to your phone calls and thoughts. Richie, I don't know if you had more on this story about the stateless people. I didn't. I forgot to ask you that. Yeah. Is there more to that? Yeah, we Where can get it into going? it. Right. Well, it's going into the, the religious aspect of it. So if you want to get Where into Where they're that. cracking down on Muslims in India and they're keeping them off the citizenship rolls. We'll get back into it. But we've got some calls here. Let's go to the phones, to the fun. We have Maj Toure with us from Philadelphia. Hello, Maj. All right. Yo, what's up, yo? How you feeling? Welcome to the program. What were you calling about tonight? I called the... Holler at Adam, man. What's up, brother? How are you? <laughs> hey, I'll say, well, I think I think Maj deserves an introduction here yeah, as, as well, Black Guns Matters. I've never had the pr- privilege of meeting him, so yeah, could you do the introduction? Yeah, well, I, Maj is an incredible activist who goes into inner city communities and advocates for safe and, and appropriate use of firearms and, mm-hmm. and does education and training and uh, incredible outreach. Uh, to, to to a demographic that you know the libertarian community as a whole has has not been effective at reaching out to. I got to host him along with uh, Cynthia McKinney and Latanya Whittington at the Black Community Outreach Panel at the Libertarian National Convention last mm. year, and they were all amazing. So Maj is is also uh, 
enthusiastic about getting Cynthia recruited and, and, and active and supporting the LP. And he is running for city council in Philadelphia, and I think mm. it would be cool to Not have Not a gun-friendly update. city, right? Yeah, exactly. Maj, so, what's the status with uh, with gun rights in Philly these days? Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm, <laughs> that's so, a good answer. <laughs> Philly, right. Philly's, uh, so put it lightly, Pennsylvania State Constitution says um, the, the right to keep and bear, bear arms shall not be questioned. That's mm. our, Article 1, Section 21. That's what it says. Philadelphia says, if, and, and, and we're in an open carry state. I don't open carry, but whatever. You do whatever you do. Mm-hmm. Um, but Philadelphia says if you carry a firearm. LRN.FM. You one more chance, uh, but you've got to remember you're oh, on the you're on broadcast. God. Broadcast no, radio, and normally, we, normally we, normally one one mess up and no, you're gone. No, I know, I know, Maj. It's hard because this show is so awesome. You wouldn't think it's on the radio. Yeah, we're right. actually yo, yo, literally, literally, literally. I'm like, are they talking about that too? Oh, that's dope too. So I'm so thinking like, oh, they're not pulling punches. But yeah, my bad, yo. No, yeah, yeah. I apologize. So, um, we're actually a broadcast radio yeah. show heard on like two up to yeah. 200 radio stations across the country. Right. So, so, um, so yes. basically, Philadelphia has a we're going to violate state. We're going to create uh, statutes that violate Pennsylvania state constitution. So that's in essence where where we at with things uh, in, in regards. To and when, when you say we, you don't mean you. You mean the, uh, the the Philadelphia City Council. They're the ones that are, that I are mean, doing this, right? City Council, but I, I, I try not to separate myself because we, as a society, our society, you know, our quirks, our idiosyncrasies, our lack of knowledge our lack of will to apply the knowledge, you know, it festers. I mean, politicians mm. can only do what we allow them, you know, and so we've mm. gotten to this point, you know, and, and I'm here, I'm a citizen here, you know, and so, you know, I, I, but I'm definitely not pushing those policies. That's part of the major reason, one of the major reasons why um, it's very important for me to, you know, uh, for, this, for this run for city council, uh, because of the fact that we got to have those voices uh, that aren't going to turn on freedom and liberty have those voices in that peer group, you know, um, as well as outside. So, um, you know, I'm going to push for, you know, a lot of things need to get repealed uh, mm-hmm. on my watch, and that's really one of the goals. But, um, but yeah, our city's very um, anti-gun because they're very, very unconstitutional in regards to um, respecting the constructs that uh, predate, you know, somebody's will to just want to change them. Um, so, you know, but... It's, it's, it's all good. Once, like, like Adam was saying, once we get Urban America on board, especially in places like Philadelphia, once we get them on board, we can, you know, we can write the ship a bit, you know. Well, tell me something about your history, Maj. I mean, where were you born in Philly? Were you always uh, freedom friendly, or did, was there certain, you know, life changes or events that happened to you to kind of lead you in this direction? How'd that happen for you? So yeah, I'm born and raised in Philly. Um, you know, I'm a reform scumbag. I'm a dude that was doing everything like wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, and and it's like at a certain point, you start to see the, you know like the ground shrinking under your feet. And it's like, look, you gotta you gotta like be more responsible, dude. You gotta like, you know, I'm so run back a bit. When I was in high school, I used to get blasted and like take tours of like city hall, and take tours of like the, the Masonic Temple and all the Constitution Hall. Just take these tours. Back in the day, they, a lot of them used to be free. And um, I would go to these places, and I'm like, yo, this is like our city. And you know how when you live in a city, you tend to not be touristy. But I would be touristy in that regard. And Philadelphia has such a rich history in that regard. And so um, I had that information in my head. You had the Thomas Jefferson. 
you have the like Independence Hall is up the street from like my high school. Mm-hmm. And so um, you have all of this stuff. And then you the juxtaposition is you go back to the hood, which is like grimy and mm-hmm. nobody else goes there. The thing that you recognize is nobody from the community recognizes how much they are patriots. You know, like red coats running in your house is the police. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Running in your house mm-hmm. without not respecting your Fourth Amendment rights. And so when you when you start studying that or even going on them tours, for me it was like, yo, this is not right. And so I would match those ideologies with other people that I would study ideologies. I can see why Malcolm X is a freedom fighter. I can see why Patrick Henry's a freedom fighter. And then, you know, I was a movie buff. You know, I sold a ton of movies like DVDs. So then movies are stories, and you start to, you know, connect those dots that either, A, maybe they don't connect, but you're making them connect, or they do connect, and someone's not, you know, connected, helping you connect those dots. So for me, it was all of those things. And then fast forward a bit to start Black Guns Matter. I would travel around with my own music, and I would go to these big major cities anyway. So I would develop relationships with guys and women that were, like, friends at a certain point, and I would go back, like, you know, six months later, Yo, what happened to Kurt? Yo, he, he caught a gun charge. Oh, man, who'd he mm. shoot? Oh, he didn't shoot Nobody. anybody. He just mm-hmm. had the gun. Right. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so you go to five cities, and it's the same thing. It's like, yo, this is an organized phenomenon. This ain't an accident. You know so, what I'm saying? And so a lot of those dudes would just be like, you know, they just didn't know what to do. So they bought the gun lawfully, mm. had it on them, and they were in a city, oh, you got to have a license to carry. And, they and you don't know. know. You know how, nobody yeah. goes into this. Nobody goes when you travel somewhere and checks the laws first. Right? Oh, I need to read. I need to bone up on my Baltimore. You know? What's illegal here? Right. Did you have a question? Right. I, I sort of did because he mentioned the guns, but he also said in Pennsylvania, the, the amendment said the right shall not be questioned. Uh-huh. And I never got, I, mm-hmm. I would like a distinction on how, what that exactly means versus shall not be infringed. It means, it means. If you are our state constitution, each state, I mean, you guys know this. I'm just saying it for some people, just a backdrop. Y'all know this. States are their own individual sovereign spots. Like, yo, the individual yeah, is its own republic, per se, but the states is its own thing. So our state was like, your right as a citizen of Pennsylvania, I'm paraphrasing, that right to keep and bear arms shall not be questioned. There's no question. You have an unequal, you know. Un- yeah, I don't. I don't like that language because that's anti-First Amendment, right? As, uh, that's. Yeah. I, don't, I hate to say First Amendment <laughs> right, to right, mean right. free speech. We're like, right. no, you can't right. even don't question ask. this. Like, don't ask. Right. Well, well, you can't question, but can they <laughs> prohibit it? Apparently so. <laughs> I also want to know what it, the practicality means. No, we're, like, we're it, also going to take away your rights, and you don't get to question that right. either. Question that either, right? We'll use the same gun. Don't question that either. You know what I'm saying? So, so, so if you were carrying down the street, you could just carry, and they couldn't question why you were why you had a firearm. Is that is that the idea? I don't know what the idea is. America was like that a lot before, sure, uh, a lot more before um, emancipation of uh, melanated beings in America. Mm -hmm. All of America at a certain point was a constitutional carry country. You can have a gun, you can carry it, you can do what you do with it. It's a tool. It's like you. Right. You know, a, a screwdriver. It's useful you know I mean? in uh, bear attacks and, you know, gator attacks. And... <laughs> right. It, yeah, or whatever. Yeah. Or, hey, there's, here's, here's some more tyranny coming. We yeah, might have to pull too. up. It's the same concept. And so, you know, and that was a part of that. And then so over time, we got silly. We, uh, I, you know, our level of we've allowed ourselves to be manipulated. Um, and sometimes it's not even as other people, <laughs> Adam, uh, will fight against that. <laughs> Hey, can we can, Maj, can we get can we get Maj for another statement? Do you want to hang about on, Philly? Maj? Yeah, can, talk you, about yeah, yeah. can you stick with us yeah, here? Right. Maj yeah. Ture is with yeah. us here uh, from Black Guns Matter. 
I see his website on his Twitter is officialblackgunsmatter.com. I believe that is the, we'll confirm that with him here in a moment. Uh, and we got more on the way. If you've uh, got a question, you're welcome to call into the toll free number 855 450 free like freedom. This is Free Talk Live. It's Free Talk Live. It is the live Sunday edition with you tonight, Ian. Richie Rich. And Adam. And yes, indeed. Uh, we're going to continue. Maj Touré is still on the line with us. He's calling from Philly. But I also want to make sure you know about my magic mud. It's black tooth powder made of charcoalized coconut shells and bentonite clay. It's a completely natural product. You can swallow it if you want to. Uh, it's totally fine. And it's clinically proven to whiten your teeth. It's an amazing product, and that's why it's been picked up. Uh, over the last several years by some major health food stores now. Sprouts, CVS, Natural Grocers, even Walmart's Natural Beauty Isle uh, has My Magic Mud. And you can get it as well by going to MyMagicMud.com and use code FTL, uh, excuse me, FTL20 to get 20% off of your order. It doesn't have to be their classic tooth powder. They've got toothpaste and mouthwash as well. All of it completely natural. It's great product. Uh, I use it here at uh, at the studio, which is also where I live. I use uh, it. So, it yeah. It's so good. I, I, you only have to brush your teeth like once or twice a month. With the, with <laughs> the it lasts, tooth it lasts, it lasts really uh, lasts a long time when you do it that way. You're talking Best about deal. with the tooth powder, oh, yeah. right? It's like right. you still need to use toothpaste. No, no, the toothpaste. Yeah. No, no, the toothpaste. So there's the powder. Use it that the, way? the original product right. that you can use occasionally. Are you supposed right? to That's use it you... more than. No, 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 no. Do you not brush every day, I think is the real question. Well, it's really good toothpaste, so I only have to have twice, a, You're twice a month. Is no one's complained, <laughs> except your girlfriend, uh, which is why I don't have one. Oh, all right. Well, I got the website wrong. By the way, it's mymagicmud.com. Code FTL twenty. I got the website wrong. I was looking, uh, Maj. I was looking at your Twitter, at least what I believe to be your Twitter. It's at blk guns m a t t r, and it says here officialblackgunsmatter.com. That site does not work. Is there a better website uh, for our listeners to visit about you? Yeah, I took it down at majforphilly.com. That's for the city council run. Maj the number four or Maj the word yeah. four? Both, actually. Okay, good. That's you got to park both these both days. Yeah, he's on it. It's smart. <laughs> yeah. All right, majforphilly.com. Yeah. That's your campaign site. Is that election this year or is it 2020? It's this year. It's uh, November the 5th. Remember, remember. Remember, remember. <laughs> it's a great year for uh, for running for office. Uh, we've got a guy running for mayor here in Keene. Uh, he changed his name legally to Nobody. He's one of our co-hosts on, on Free Talk Live. So voters wow. in, in Keene, Nobody will Hampshire. solve all of Keene's problems. <laughs> we'll actually have a chance to vote for Nobody. So, um, Adam, did you have do. a question about the campaign for Maj? Well, yeah, I think I think Maj, I'd like you to give you know whatever background on your campaign in terms of the timing and the demographics is appropriate to answer this question. But what I would like you to to answer is is the gun issue really what's reaching your constituents there? And if not, you know, who are the constituents and what are the key issues? Where where's your angle? And and and, ha- and as a libertarian, I I think you're running in a nonpartisan race, so you don't have to lead with that but what what's connecting with your base in in this race the irony is um both both uh philly's 80 percent democrat Mm. 80 that's an overwhelming Mm -hmm. majority the beauty of the the thing is we're at a time right now where the hood has always understood liberty once presented to them you know what i'm saying so Mm. For example, uh, the, the thing right now everybody's talking about is these red flag you know, violations, because that's what they are. They're not laws. They're violations. 
Um, this is where so the government like, can just I make an that, accusation against somebody of, like, say, domestic violence and just take all their guns. So. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so as a person who has had, I fought a false rape charge and it, wow. it, was, it was exonerated. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And so things of that nature for the hood, I've had, I've shared my experiences and dudes in the hood have horror stories. They're like, yo, you know, and this is historically happened. So when we say in that demographic, you know, this is the reason why you don't want one of these red flag laws. And they go, oh, bet. It's easy. Because they understood, look, I just want to be left alone. I'm going to leave everybody else alone. You know what I mean? People should leave me alone respectfully. Not not out of, you know, fear or like, you know, I don't like you. You know, so when you translate that message from a person that already is from the demographic, that, that languaging, the hood is libertarian. They are. Absolutely. You know, we, we, we just got to do a better job. I think it's true of, of everybody. Getting... I think it's true of a lot yeah. of people. I mean, there no, are no, some no. people that like to be, you know, like, that love telling people what to do. We don't want to talk to those guys. Well, but, well no, no. The, we, you know. As libertarians, we have a bad habit of projecting our ideals. And everybody's a libertarian. They just don't know it yet. But I think— I think it's true of a lot of people. Well, I don't mean everybody. The, but one of the things that, that, that came out on, on the panel we did last year that was really powerful is to, to, to really understand that black Americans have faced unique challenges around— government sure and right that, w- that, that we have really failed as a movement in terms of competing with the liberals or the democrats Absolutely. in terms of hearts and minds and understanding of that and and it's the it's the biggest opportunity for growth for the freedom movement to connect black america to hey the reason you have suffered this unique way in america is because of government because of the state yeah for sure right and and and, and explaining that it's, it's not it's not a hard it's not even a sell it's a conversation. Yeah. And then the, the, you know, my demographic goes like, word. Now, what was they called? Libertarians? You don't mm-hmm. look into that. You know what I'm saying? And so the, the rank and file, the heart, we, we are a very liberal city, but that's out of tradition and fear. You know what I'm saying? And so because of that, mm. the principles, I mean, we, 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 the working class people that have that understanding, I think that the Republican Party was doing a good, were doing a good job with that whole like Brexit thing. But then even then, it's like, yeah, but nah, I'm still not touching certain points. You know, my demographic is like, nah, I'm still not feeling certain things. But when you give them that conversation of freedom and liberty, it's there all day. So rank and file-wise, the hood, they, they love this conversation. I got dudes from the hood coming to next year, coming down to the, um, you know, to the, uh, the, the national convention. And they like, yo, yo, yo. And as they're finding out more and more, you know, again, it, it just harkens back to, like I said earlier, it's almost like I'm walking my hood through those tours that I was taking back in the day. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's almost like I'm taking them through, you know, yo, this is what this says on the paper. I know that there was contradictions and the contradictions are clear. Yep. I think what's, um, what's resonating is the fact that I'm just saying like, yo, a lot of these dudes were saying freedom, freedom, freedom. Oh, but yeah, we're going to own people. You know what I'm saying? And by cut, because I'm not afraid, to, to expose that contradiction, but still go, yeah, 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 but this construct is still legit. This actual, you know, like... There were some good ideas. Know, they, were, li- they were, you know... Yeah, yeah there's, there's some ideas in there. And then and then contrasting that with, yeah, this dude was like, yeah, freedom, my name's Thomas Jefferson, I wrote the Declaration of Independence, but my man, you know, Thomas Paine was like, nah, bro, like, you own people, I'm not doing that. Like, sorry. T. Paine was just like, no, thank you. And showcasing that demographic, it's, again, it's the same thing. It's like I'm literally watching, like I did, go to like, yo, William Penn did that. Like, mm. yo, they, they they wrote this 
this this town based on what principle? I can see those wheels turning. And, you know, it's it's been it's been tremendously eye opening. Now the key is how can we turn them into we gotta get them this is what I fear, and it's a real fear. I fear that we we get them turned on to this liberty concept. And then there's the few scragglers of the, you know, of the Libertarian Party, or not even in the party, really, that um, may not be as inclusive or, um, it's kind of like, we, we still kind of used to, like, having these philosophical debates, that now when you run into people that don't have, you know, green people, you got to be more inviting. We, we yeah, have to act more to like normal people, unless, like, <laughs> INTJ, white, nerdy <laughs> male, spamming for Ron Paul from our parents' basements. Maj, we'll work on it. But, hey, I want to get this last plug in. Maj, your race is one of the few that it's really worth libertarians all over the country getting behind. So you're doing to, this yeah. outreach. Please donate. MajForPhilly.com. MajForPhilly.com. Hey, Maj, feel free to call in anytime with uh, campaign updates, interesting things that happen. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. I really appreciate your time tonight. Thanks for joining us. Absolutely. Thank you. Some of you asked, and now we've delivered. LRN.FM's live Keen New Hampshire studio shows are now streamed in HD on Twitch. Visit our channel at twitch.lrn.fm and give it a follow. If you have Amazon Prime, you get one free subscription on Twitch. If you use it on our channel, Twitch will give LRN.FM a monthly piece of your Prime subscription cost. So please watch, follow, share, and subscribe to twitch.lrn.fm. That's twitch.lrn.fm. This is Free Talk Live, and you can bring us what you want. The toll-free number here, 855-450-FREE-LIKE-FREEDOM. That's 855-450-3733. And with you tonight, you've got Ian. Richie Rich. And Adam. Don't forget to check out more of Richie Rich on his website and podcast, The Anarchist Experience. Anarchistexperience.com. What's the latest over there? Uh, so there was an extended article this week that I went through because we couldn't get together on a on a time because so a solo episode, solo episode. Okay. But basically, the difference between uh, freedom and liberty, uh, kind of through history, the difference, the difference. Okay, that does sound like an interesting discussion because some people would say there is no difference, right? And I I have used them interchangeably in the past as well. Have and, you, you know, changed your mind about that? Is there? Uh, I, I see the story. point. I see the point. Mm-hmm. So basically, uh, freedom is an internal phenomenon. Like, I have the mental freedom regardless of my oh, external situation. And liberty is external. Liberty is external. Okay. That's yeah. interesting. I could see that, too. Right. For sure. Uh, so we're going to continue here with uh, more of your calls and thoughts. Check him out at anarchistexperience.com as we go back to the phones. To the fun, Jason is in Nebraska watching us on YouTube. Go ahead, Jason. Hey, thanks for taking my call. Yes, sir. Um, I just wanted to share a little bit of information that I heard on the news a while ago here in Lincoln, Nebraska. Um, I guess we're going to get a new facility. I don't know if it's going to be a Google uh, or an uh, Amazon uh, building, but I guess they're going to build one not too far away from here in Lincoln. So hmm. uh, I just wanted to share that. Also, I got a little story. I don't know if I can share it. Is that meaningful to you in some way that there's going to be a new facility there? Like, I mean, new businesses well, open all the time, right? Like, what? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it just seems kind of... Uh, well, I mean, they had a they had Verizon come out here, a call center, and that kind of failed. And I'm just wondering if this is one of those things where Google or Amazon might fail too. I mean, they still got the call center sitting out here. No one, I don't think anyone's rented it out or. Do you know what kind of facility they're it. putting up? Uh, I did, you know the news was very vague about it. In fact, they okay. didn't say whether it was Amazon or Google. I think. What are you smiling about over there, Adam Kokesh? I think I know the significance of. Amazon or Google putting up a massive facility in 
somewhere, Nebraska, and it's the same reason we have military bases in every single congressional district. Go on. Just as the military is part of the United States federal government, these tech giants have become extensions of the government in many ways. They need to be able to bribe congressmen effectively locally. They need to have in every state to have a Mm. connection to every senator to have a reason for pork barrel spending to come their way. They need to have facilities in every state. And so they're going to spread out. They're going to be that massive national presence the same way the military is for generally the same reason. Interesting theory. So so Nebraska then is strategically important because it's kind of the central the central location for the continent. Well, it's it's not a theory, Ian. It's just a narrative that possibly explains what we're actually seeing, where you see like New York, there was the big debate about Amazon setting up a facility there and getting mm-hmm. tens of millions of dollars in tax subsidies or something ridiculous like that. Right. They're, they're kind of shopping around. They're looking for the best deals. But they also know that they can influence politics nationally if they can buy congressmen and senators at the state level. Jason, what else did you want to share? Go ahead. Oh, well... Uh, I just just a brief mention. Uh, uh, I was at a I was at work, and uh, you know uh, it was around a bunch of cubicles and desks and stuff. And there was a lot of Amazon speakers or whatever, you know, the Alexa thing you can talk yeah. into or whatever. And I was just having a conversation with my coworker, you know, with some downtime. And uh, uh, you know, like a couple days later, they moved all the uh, all the speakers and stuff. Uh, not necessarily inappropriate conversation, but there were some things in there that were said that were kind of uh, a little bit off. Uh, I wonder if that popped up on their computer the next day or something. Yeah, yeah I, I don't know what kind of uh, – Jason, thanks for the call tonight. I don't know what kind of access the user has to their own Amazon files. Do they let you review your own you know, recordings, uh, everything that that thing has – sucked in over however long it's been sitting on your shelf or your coffee table or, or whatever. I don't know. I've never think, had one. I don't want one. I think the most recent thing is they allow you to delete your data from, from the Amazon. Like all at once? Delete all my data or would they let you go yeah. through it? Yeah, except for this copy that we saved over here on this right. other server yeah. that we right. mentioned in Which, the Which, by print. the way, they have tons of storage. <laughs> of other servers. Amazon sells long-term storage <laughs> yeah. for dirt cheap for like next to nothing. Yeah. You could store terabytes of data in there for like pennies per month, the basically. AWS it's, service. Yeah, they've got yeah. cold storage, they've got hot storage, and it costs next to nothing. So yeah, it would be trivial for them to copy uh, all of that data. Let's go to GI Mary Jane calling us from Colorado. Uh, G.I. Mary Jane, you're on Free Talk Live. Hoorah. How you guys doing? <laughs> Good. What's on your mind? <laughs> um, the drug wars. The drug wars are always on my mind. Yeah, tell me about it. Well, that's what I'm calling to talk about. I mean, there's there's one person every 50 seconds getting arrested for nonviolent drug possession. Um, there's there's a war going on in the streets. There's, 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 there's not one person in this country that can say they're ineffected by this. Well, I have drugs on my mind, so I don't have to think about the drug war as much. (laughs) Exactly. If you're using the right drugs, it doesn't bother you so much. But, I mean, you know, our our brothers and sisters are being put in jail. Veterans are being kicked out of their homes. Families are being separated. I mean, I can't tell you how many cases there are in the custody courts for people's medicinal cannabis status is being used. Um, against that. Well, even you know, there in Colorado, uh, G.I. Mary Jane, we, we covered recently the the drug war, even against cannabis, still continues to this day because of people who are growing without government permission slips. They don't have the papers in order, and so they get their doors kicked in uh, and arrested and 
prosecuted for it still in Colorado. Although, if you're going to mention Colorado, we got to give props to Kevin Matthews and everybody who helped get psilocybin decriminalized in Denver, in Denver County. Yeah. That I mean, if, if you think of the That's legalization huge. of cannabis as pulling off this protective layer of the dam, mm-hmm. now there's a giant hole in it that we just poked. And there, here I'll say we. I'll take credit as a fellow activist with Kevin, <laughs> great Army veteran there who made this happen. Yeah. The sky did not fall in Denver, and psilocybin is decriminalized. Right, that's amazing. So keep going. No, What's and it next? is cannabis opened up that. There, there's a war on nature. It's it's not just drugs. Um, there's a There was just a story where 300 people were arrested, and dozens of pharmacies uh, were shut down because they were peddling heroin out of the pharmacies. I mean, these wow. are regular pharmacies, not dispensaries. Um, so it's but but the funny thing is they they didn't bang down their doors with guns. It was treated completely differently uh, than a, than a cannabis arrest would. And we're talking about heroin. I mean, these people it was like a knock on the door. Could you please put your hands behind your back? Um, so even the the improportionate way that things are being handled. Um, what's the kid's name? Alante McDowell. Some kid was just tased and choked for being in possession of cannabis. I think he had like twelve grams on him. Little black and where kid. Where was this? Uh, it, Five foot two in Illinois, where it's been decriminalized, oh. and he had a little bit over that ten gram limit. Oh wow! And um, crazy, yeah. He was, he mm-hmm. was. Uh, you know, there's, there's still an investigation going on, but um, from what I read a few hours ago, the officer stopped him, an illegal stop, and told him that he said, um, if, you know, he, he pressured him to getting out of the car. It, it's really what it comes down to with a lot of these cannabis arrests is people don't know their rights. They don't. Um, Adam, I listened to your um, your audiobook, Freedom, what, a year Thank or two you. ago when it came out. And, um, you know, it opened my eyes. I'm the daughter of a Baltimore City police officer. I oh, just wow. moved to Colorado not Good too move. many months ago. And, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, Does he, he was, have a he copy of the book? Out. <laughs> yeah, well, he's, he's no longer with us, oh, um, unfortunately. Oh. He, he chemotherapy took him out before the cancer could. Mm. Um, and he was willing to try cannabis, but in Maryland... Mm. The dispensaries weren't, weren't open, and he didn't want to. He was an officer, so mm. he didn't want to break any laws. You know? Oh, um, sad. Oh, so sad story. It's, it's, That's you the know, mentality it's right everybody. to the very end, apparently. There's a lot of people I, that have that mentality. Uh, you know, a lot of older really folks, is. especially. Yeah. Like, I can't do it because it's, even though it could save my life, I won't do it because it's illegal where I happen to be. Right. I'm dying, but I don't want to go to jail. Well, see, yeah. that, that makes me want to look at the bright side of this whole thing. Cops being good at following orders when you say, all right, you're not going to enforce cannabis law anymore. There is no law there for you. To, okay. Mm-hmm. And by and large, in states like you haven't, like you haven't even had a massive federal pushback. A lot of people, when we started seeing state legalization, were afraid of federal pushback. And there has been, but it's been really insignificant compared to the size of the market. And in terms of cops, you know, these these fringe cases where they can go, well, you had 10.1 grams, so we're going to... Th- th- that's the exception today. Most places that cannabis is quasi-legal, you can own it, smoke it, enjoy it discreetly, and not stress at all. Hey, G.I. Mary Jane, do you want to yeah. stay on? Maybe maybe talk about what's going on at the federal level, because this year is a pretty kind of potentially big year. At least this Congress is a little more we friendly so. towards cannabis, right? Do you want to talk about that? Absolutely. All right, we're yeah, going up here. Yeah, absolutely. You've got um, legalization lobby day coming up. Stand so. by. G.I. Mary Jane is with us here. There's more coming up on Free Talk Live. News music. Free Talk Live. You may take control of the airwaves. Even in these remaining moments, we might have enough time for you. If you jump in now, our toll-free number is 855-450-FREE-LIKE-FREEDOM. That's 855-450-3733. We have 
uh, the Discord call in line rooms over at discord.lrn.fm. In fact, uh, GI Mary Jane is not on our Discord server. There's a, there's a guy on the Discord who's like begging GI Mary Jane, says, please get her to join the Discord. He claims, <laughs> he claims to know, he claims to know you. I don't know what that means though. So anyway, uh, with you tonight, by the way, it's Ian. Richie Rich. And Adam. Uh, I've not actually, it's my first time hearing about you, GM Mary Jane. I, I love a good cannabis uh, activist, uh, somebody who's against the entire war on drugs. Really happy to hear about that. Um, I'm sure there's some sort of awful incident that brought you I into this. You too, Ian. Do you want to, me too. Uh, <laughs> Uh, but do you want to kind of recap briefly, like, you know, what's your story? How did you become a, uh, you know, anti-drug war activist? Um, well, yeah, it's, I've been affected. Like I said, I don't think there's many people who have not, but some of us worse than others. And, and my story is a, a, a percentage of what a lot of people have been through. Um, but I was affected. I mentioned custody court um, right then and there. My, my cannabis use was used against me by... Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the other parent and wow. the, 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 the courts went along mm. with it. It's, you know, of course, can't say much because, uh, you know, I can face more issues, <laughs> you know, from that. But uh, essentially, I was I was sent to rehab for weed and like the movie, wow. right? Like, we're here for weed. <laughs> um, I, I was told. Yeah, exactly. I was told that if I um, didn't stop using my legal medical cannabis, <laughs> exactly, that's right. and that's the whole point. They said they said, stop using your your weed, which again, I was it was legal in Maryland, and I had a um, not a prescription, but a doctor's note. Um, stop, or we're going to take your kid. And of course, because it's not addictive, I put it up like sure. any scared mother would, and it took me nothing. But um, then they sent me to. Um, you know, the, 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 the drug, the substance abuse facility, and, and these people put me on seven different pills. Um, all of a sudden, my yeah. life has turned completely upside down. I'm, you know, catching charges that I, I've never had any run in with the law. Like I said, my, my father's a mm. police officer. Um, and eventually, uh, because of my life being turned upside down, um, you know, I put my foot down at some point and stopped taking the pills, not knowing that the withdrawal was going to wreak even more havoc. All my life, I'm not somebody with a history of prescription pill usage. Um, I've always found my relief in nature, and I've just done my thing quietly. Um, so, it's that's what started everything. I got linked up with Maryland Normal a few years back. I started lobbying with them, um, meeting all the people in the community, and helping them come out and tell their story, primarily in Maryland. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is funny because the, the Maryland medical community is is primarily seniors, and it is. So beautiful because that's, you know, they're the generation that started this fight, really. Um, and I'm so happy that they're alive to see it come to fruition. But there are still some of them that are in jail serving a life sentence. Yeah, and there's too many people. I mean, there's so many it. people, not just for a joint, but I mean, I remember reporting we we're uh, I'm originally from Florida. And back in those days, there were they were putting people in wheelchairs uh, into prison for 20, 36 year terms for having some sort of pill, you know, some kind of uh, prescription pill without a prescription. And it, like the war on drugs is one of the most insane things. It's definitely the issue that brought me to uh, to libertarianism. Let, let's focus briefly here because I'm looking at your uh, Twitter page and it is GI underscore Mary underscore Jane. That's your Twitter handle. Um, you, you're posting some stuff about the federal government. I imagine you're paying close attention. Is there anything that's like pretty exciting to you at the federal level? Like, are are, are all these bills that they're filing just total BS? They're not going to go anywhere. Well, well, dissolving the federal government—that's pretty exciting. Isn't I'm it? excited Going, about that. Yeah. I 
you know, I, I we'll talk about that later. <laughs> I can't say that I against that idea at all. Yeah. Um, but, you know, these the bills that are on the floor right now they have been for years, and mm-hmm. every year we get more co-signers. Um, I say we. I see the Maryland Normal. That's the only group that I've you know worked directly with um, on the federal level. Uh, but there's pushback, and there continues to be. But at the end of the day, when you talk to all these politicians off the record, nobody has an issue. And and what my biggest issue mm-hmm. is, is all of these bills, mm-hmm. none of them see to deschedule cannabis. I thought and, there was one. Um, I thought I'd heard that there was one that was filed to actually remove it from the schedule entirely. That's recent. That's a, it was a first. I th- you're right. That's what I'm yeah, saying. It was a first. Yeah. But, but yeah, that's what needs like to happen. There's, there's no protection otherwise. Yeah. It's, um, it's unacceptable. Legalization, decriminalization is simply unacceptable. The banks can't function. There can't be any interstate, uh, you know, transfer. Right. It's, it's unacceptable. And and we're talking about a plant here. So interstate transfer is really important. If you look at Oregon, they've got too much the weed. Surplus. Why? Right. Because yeah. it, and it's not necessarily the market. It's the climate up there is perfect for weed. And, and well, yeah. so people are going to grow it there. Just well, like right. tobacco is primarily grown in Virginia. So they need to open that market up. Yeah, completely. the price would go down dramatically. I mean, we've already seen the price of cannabis drop because of legalization kind of becoming a thing. Um, there's more mm-hmm. supply that's manufactured yep. within the United States because of that. And a lot of it leaks out the back door to the black market, so, <gasps> which is a good thing. Um, But we're going to see more of it if especially if it's allowed for interstate commerce where people could sell across state borders and then you'd start to see prices being pushed down even further. I bet I bet they'd cut in half again. If I may point out something about about Mary's story here that I think she's kind of selling herself short on is the, the suffering that you have incurred as a result of your legal situation with with separation of the family, with dealing with child custody, with having a spouse or former spouse use your drug use against you in court that's horrific and and it speaks to i think the bigger issue of family separation cps uh, everything the federal government and state governments especially do with child kidnapping and interfering in relationships and you know this is if you get government married one of the things you have to expect is that you're inviting government into your marriage into your relationship right, they're the other party in and the relationship. this is right and this is yep. one of the consequences in a sense in your story the drug part is is a relatively small aspect of this that's used as leverage and the, the the state has allowed itself to be weaponized by individuals against other individuals in divorce proceedings is insane it is sick it it really is stomach churning i'm i'm a a child of divorce myself and to think that, that like what you went through with the threat and i've seen parents go through this the stress the 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 guilt the shame and and you shouldn't feel any of that because you have no reason to but they will find everything they can to pick apart to take your kids away from you and your spouse will be encouraged to do so if they can i would rather go to jail for years Mm. than than i I mean i'm trying to quantify this to sound serious about it but yeah I'd, i'd rather go to jail for two or three years than go through what my parents went through as a divorce Wow. To see that, uh, to to see what I'm I'm guessing Mary went through here with the spouse using this against her and having to say I'm a, I'm not a bad parent because I smoke pot and having to say that against a, a gun in your face to take your kids away and have to say that to move that gun out of your face that's horrific and I don't think you should undersell that at all. It's continuous. I mean, so now the 
you know, it was a tumultuous, abusive relationship to begin with, and now he's able to utilize the courts to continue the abuse. Yep. And yep. so it, exactly. it, it, it hasn't ended. Um, I, I, I went to my son's school and brought the entire school cupcakes. I walked in there with 36 cupcakes that I came out and handcuffed. Oh, he called and oh. painted me out to be, you know, Pablo Escobar. But that's that's, that's traumatic for the kids bag. too, and the and your relationships. I, oh what was the accusation gosh. there that you were you trespassing what? on campus? They though? weren't special cupcakes. Oh no, no, no. <laughs> it was um, no, they weren't special cupcakes, and they they actually, you know, they were so polite to wait until I got out of the school, um, and it was a legal stop. And you know, luckily because I know my rights and put my foot down, I was able to get through that, but. I'm I'm a one percenter in that most people. So hold on, just to be clear, they situation. targeted. Wait, wait, wait. The cops pulled you over as you were leaving the school for what reason? What was the charge? I think it. There was no charge. He made phone calls and manipulated them into thinking that I was some ex. drug lord. Or I yes, I I don't know. Well, it was an anonymous call, of course. Okay. No, of um, course. But in a small town, nobody else knows me or has any reason. And was this in Maryland or was this in Colorado? I missed that detail. This was in Virginia. In this Virginia. is in Virginia. I so see. yeah, I'm dealing with. Uh, you know, Virginia is what it is. Virginia has mm-hmm. some serious so, social justice. So it was issues. basically my druggy ex is showing up at my kid's school. Can you go? Can you go deal with that type of a thing? right? Oh, right. Okay. And right. I'm clear now. You know, luckily they pulled over respectful me. I actually would have rather and... had them arrest me in front of the kids. Yeah. That way, it could have been a lesson uh, for them, so they could see how ridiculous the police are. Well, we shouldn't have to traumatize kids to teach yeah. them that yeah. lesson. Well, and, learn and, and we, no, we don't. We don't have to. And this is another like point of optimism here: is that the, these lessons are are faster and faster learned. In yeah, the they're going to learn. It's harder to deny. The truth of, of government in the age of the internet. Hey, Even Jim, Mary Jane, I want to say thanks for uh, the call tonight. I, I definitely appreciate it. Folks can check you out on your Twitter over it at GI underscore Mary underscore Jane. Thanks for the call. Appreciate that. Uh, Adam Kokesh, thank you for joining us here yet again, two nights in a row. Oh, my for pleasure as always. Uh, the best website for you is thefreedomline.com. All three words, thefreedomline.com. I imagine you're looking for volunteers for your campaign. Absolutely. And Whatever. money is always. Of course. I'm Cryptocurrency? Taking crypto? Absolutely. What kind of crypto? Bitpay. Well, we, we can arrange Bitcoin? for everything. Perfect. We do BitPay automatically. Just reach out. Yeah. You'll hook them up. Kogashforpresident.com. All right. We'll see you tomorrow. You can join us online in the meantime. Freetalklive.com. Have a great night. Peace. LRN.FM now has a Discord. Discord is a free text and voice chat platform, and we now have our own server with a bunch of channels at discord.lrn.fm. You can join other listeners as they chat about various things during our live shows or anytime, day or night. Discord software is available cross-platform, so you can have it on whatever device you want and take your chats anywhere. Join our Discord at discord.lrn.fm. That's discord.lrn.fm.